following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 67 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. Stank, I watched wrestling this week. Uh, (laughs) For a wrestling podcast... Uh, we don't often talk that much actual wrestling. Uh, yeah. You know, it's we, we wind up just spending... I, I feel like... And it's not like we hate wrestling. Nothing. Nothing no. at all to that effect. It's just where... When you see how the sausage is made. Yeah, our whole day is wrestling like during the week. So it's nice to decompress at the end, you know? Exactly. But this week, I, I had heard rumblings of how good... Uh, a match on NXT UK was, which is a thing I never hear. I never hear anyone talk about that show. I wasn't aware they were back uh, post-pandemic already filming and stuff, but I heard there was a really good match between uh, someone that we're clearly a fan of and Walter, the NXT UK champion, versus Ilya Dragunov. Uh, and holy shit, Dave, was it just 20 like 25 minutes of these two dudes beating the ever loving piss out of each other. Like it is insane. It is unlike any WWE match I've ever seen. It was just two dudes just straight up beating the shit out of each other. And it was fantastic. Like I, I sat there like wincing and cringing at certain times when giant Walters was chopping the shit out of this little Russian dude. And it was amazing. Like if any of you guys have WWE network, and have heard about the match, or, or you aren't even familiar with both those wrestlers, I would highly suggest go watch Walter versus Ilya Dragunov from last week's NXT UK. Completely worth it. But on top of that, uh, yesterday was full gear. Um, well, at least yesterday, well, from when we are recording, two days for the rest of you guys. Uh, but it was full gear, and I actually I sat down with some friends, friends of the show, I Anthony, Curly, and Vivian, uh, we socially distanced as much as we could. We wore our masks, but we went to Anthony's house. We watched Full Gear. It was a really fun show. Uh, probably the first AEW pay per view that I've seen, like from beginning to end, in a while. Because yeah, it's I don't know. It's just it's weird. It's like with most of them, it tends to be uh, like what was it like with All Out? Like when we all watched it. It was like mm, we would probably all be watching this together now. There, it's kind of depressing. Yeah, yeah. But no, this one was really fun. Like, Hangman and Kenny fucking burned it down, you know, with the match they put together. Uh, this isn't a wrestling review show, but uh, my favorite part of, of the entire night, well, there's two of them. The first one was the, the tag team match between FTR and the Young Bucks. was mm-hmm. really good. It was really solid. There was a lot of fun callbacks to, like, uh, other tag teams. Like, there's specifically a sequence where, like, uh, FTR hits the heart attack followed by like uh, a top rope move that the Steiner brothers would do into like uh, this like double super kick move that DIY used to do on, you know, on the revival back when they were the revival. Uh, And then like the bucks did the fucking the 3d into like, uh, like some, some move that the Hardys used to do. It was just really fun. A lot of fun callbacks and stuff. And a nice celebration of uh, tag team wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. And, there's a lot of people who are just instantly poo-pooing it because they hate the Young Bucks. I thought it was great. Yeah. I don't really I don't really believe in like the whole five stars, one star thing. Like it was either good or it was bad. 
you know right um it, you know it's either it's either oceans 11 or oceans 8 and in this case it was very much oceans 11 um yeah and yeah the, then you know of course the main event with eddie kingston and moxley which was just again another two dudes just hardcore fight beating the piss out of each other my favorite yeah. moment came when uh eddie kingston grabbed a handful of thumbtacks and just like slapped mox with them and then for the rest of the match you just saw thumbtacks like stuck in moxley's head and his wife uh renee young renee paquette was just like tweeted out like come on man thumbtacks in the head uh but fun show you know it, it was uh again the first time sitting down to actually like watch a full wrestling card and god knows how long but it was really good um happy for those AEW guys over there like again a lot of people you, you know there's this this fake war fake war between the brands like hey cheer for who you want to cheer for like who you want to like i know who i yeah. like uh I mean- the, the, cool, the cool thing, too, and, and again, this is not an anti-WWE thing, but, like, typically on, like, an AEW show, they'll have something for everyone. You know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of variety. If you like high-flying moves, they'll have it. If you like, you know, a spot fest, they'll have it. And if you if you want to see someone slapping someone in the face with thumbtacks, they'll, you know, you're, you're going to find something you like normally on, on most uh, AEW pay-per-view cards. So, I mean... It's always a fun time. Listen, I mean, I I feel like the day started off like everyone was, everyone was, uh, uh, what are they called? The little, uh, everyone, they woke up and they were pretty much the Ewoks on Endor, you know, (laughs) after finding out about uh, Biden winning the the election. And I feel like Full Gear was a nice way to kind of cap off the night. A little celebration. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) a a little, a little celebration. Uh, It was, it was, like I said pretty good and normally you know we don't come in here and talk as much wrestling as one would figure for the uh official podcast of pro wrestling tees um which by the way brought to you by the wonderful sponsors of the show we have freelance wrestling uh the official sponsor of the bwt cast we've got m3 toys who they've just added so much more stock like they completely redid their their stock room and there's so many brand new Funko Pops, a lot of Back to the Future stuff. Um, obviously, the ones I'm more excited about. ton of X-Men figures as well. So listen, if you're in the market for some Funko Pops or Neko figures, head over to M3 Toys and use the promo code uh, PWTCAST. Get a whole ass 10% off. That's on everything, including pre-orders, which really comes in handy. We've, uh, of course, got the boys over at Gorilla Publishing, which uh, Julio announce some fun stuff he's going to be working on head over to their uh you know facebook instagram twitter so you can hear some more about that and then last but not least uh the wonderful boys over at uh the cryptic closet your number one go-to for uh horror pun funny funny horror merch apparel as well as the home of the only the one and only fanny devito fanny pack and if you use the promo code pwtcast you get a whole ass 20 percent off Dave, last week we mentioned we were going to talk some Mandalorian. So if you're not caught up... uh, We've given you guys time. Skip ahead like five minutes. Um, I hope you can keep this under five minutes. Skip ahead like five minutes. We're going to talk some Mandalorian. Uh, So three, two, one. Goddamn Boba Fett. Stank. Oh, man. You know, we, we... 
we talk a little bit about about it in in this week's episode with Maggie, but like, did you think they were gonna fucking full on like, oh hey, here's Boba Fett and he survived? No, and, and again, like I I I think we mentioned this when we were talking with Maggie. They could have very easily just did like a fake out, like oh here's his armor. We don't know what happened to him, and I mean, to a larger extent, yeah, that's kind of how it is, but. Um, boy, did they really do a hard reveal at the end, which was kind of, you know, you're like, oh, okay. And then you're like, oh, oh, it is him, which uh, was amazing. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I felt, and I don't know, have, you've watched season season two, episode two already, right? Yeah. Very underwhelming for me, like, to go from, and I get it, not every week yeah. can be like a grand reveal or like, you know, some giant thing. But this, I I hated this week's episode. Like, you know, that's, what, that's what everyone's saying, and I don't get it. <laughs> I love this week's episode. See, t- to me, I just felt it's like, all right, like, in season one, you kind of, you, you have to have those, like, filler episodes where, yeah. you know, you're, you're let in on, on who he is, his background, kind of the character he used to be so that when you see the, the character change in him, you know, you're like, oh, okay, he's clearly not a, not a scumbag anymore. He clearly, you know, he cares about this right. this child and stuff like that. Or listen, sometimes you just need a fucking filler episode. But to do one this early with, like, this frog lady, which is what she's credited as, frog lady. It's like, yeah. what? It's like, we know Bubba Fett's on Tatooine. Like, get it out of the way now. Just, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe they don't want to blow their load too early, but... No, I, I well, I, I think there's a lot of lot of world building going on in that, you know, you're gonna go see her husband, and then that's gonna lead to finding other Mandalorians, and the whole time, you're gonna see Boba Fett's tracking him because I think, he, in my mind, he wants the bounty on the child, and it's just gonna happen that he intersects with, uh, you know, well, there, the Mandalorian. There was that scene where. Uh, you know the the giant spider's about to eat him, and then the lasers start to fucking blow it up. And I was like, "Oh, please let that be Slave One! Please let that be Slave One!" And then it wasn't, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." No, but I I also think that they're they're setting the stage for those two fighter pilots are going to come back and save him somehow later on, or he'll be able to return the favor. Very deliberately, they put those two X-Wing fighters in there. And I think it's going to hold more significance later, but you got to, you have to do it early enough. So when they arrive later in the season, you're like, Oh yeah, those guys, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know that, but you, you got to see a lot of, you know, cute stuff. We, we got to see, I, I believe it was a Jawa bounty hunter, which was kind of cool. Yeah. That was, uh, that was kind of adorable. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the little scenes like they, they set the tone where people are still tracking him. You know, you had, you had a group of uh, bounty hunters set a trap for him on that speeder bike. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but when he gets clotheslined, like literally clotheslined, um, and then you see the bike explode, and then you see baby, or, you know, the, the child tumbling end over end. I'm like, oh, no, they hurt that little baby. <laughs> there are so many scenes where I'm just like, don't you fucking, don't yeah, hurt don't that you, baby. Don't. Don't, don't break that kid's arm or something. Yeah, where I get really like, or still, there'll be some scenes where he just kind of leaves the baby and he'll go fuck off, and like I'm like, don't. What do are you doing? That. Yeah, like yeah. guard that thing. Uh, but I, I, I did like what he said. You know, 
the the Jawa bounty hunter gets the child, and then you can see he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, it it turns from like cold hearted guy to like, please don't hurt that kid. And he goes, and like the Jawa is just constantly threateningly gesturing towards the child and he goes if you put a mark on that child there's nowhere you can hide that i won't find you i was like oh shit so yeah very 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 badass of him like i'm uh, and again it's like you mentioned i'm sure that next week's episode will kind of like do more but to go from an episode that has like that was so epic and has so much like fan service yeah to this where it's just like eh yeah, Frog Lady. Oh, just... a, a lot. A lot of people hated the episode. Like that was kind of like the general consensus I saw. But I liked it personally. So, well, hey, I mean, there's you know, that's the good thing about Star Wars is there's something for everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and, you know, and kind of uh, wrapping up, they've. Uh, I, I was mentioning to you earlier that there's uh they're apparently already in production for a Boba Fett Disney Plus show, which crazy as that I, so i don't i don't know if you remember but years ago uh when they when they were like okay we're gonna do you know a new a new trilogy the plan was that in between each trilogy it was so i, I believe the plan was uh three you know trilogy movies and what is it seven eight and nine that we got and there was also supposed to be a han solo movie which we did right. get a boba fett movie which was kibosh as well as a obi-wan movie that got kiboshed but those you know essentially going to be seven han solo eight boba fett nine you know whatever whatever the fuck it is right um but clearly solo didn't do well enough rogue one was also one of them i believe um yeah but it was just that you know they 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 kind of just cancel them but uh Apparently they're fucking. They're going full on with this uh, Boba Fett show that's scheduled to start production anytime soon. And they said, "Well, you know, it'll be in production and done pretty much before uh, they even start on Mando season three, which awesome. You know, like why not? Like I, I've heard one piece of negative feedback about the whole Boba Fett thing, and even then, I'm just like, shut up, you nerd. You know, Uh, (laughs) yeah." I'm excited for it, like more Star Wars, especially after like Episode Nine and the terrible taste that it left in everyone's mouth. Yeah, like do more fun Star Wars like this, and why not? You 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 know you've got all the time in the world right now, especially with everything kind of being shut down. Well, and here's the thing, and we kind of go a little bit further in depth with this, with you know our interview with Maggie, but like what a lot of like surface star Wars fans don't realize is there's a gigantic, like it, it used to be canon. It's not canon anymore, but like the universe in star Wars is not just the Skywalker saga. I mean, there's just so many different like little rabbit holes you can go down. If, if you want to like look up official literature and stuff. And I'm, and I'm starting to feel like, um, we're getting that visually like to, to look at all the stuff that's ever been written about star Wars since like 79, it, it can be a daunting task to like, where do I, you know, and that could be like with comic book fans too. Like, where do I jump in? There's so much stuff. I don't want to be lost, but with Disney plus and with all this stuff, we're starting to ease in a little bit more and we're starting to see a lot of the stuff that 
fans for decades have been reading and they have cherished. And like, I think it's a really good thing because there's something about the star Wars universe. That's like, like warm and fuzzy, or it, it may be like the way people felt about like old Westerns, you know, mm-hmm. to, to a certain extent. So, um, yeah, like Boba Fett's people have been starving for Boba Fett stuff for a long time now. And so to get something and to have competent directors dealing with it is, is great in my opinion. So, um, another show that I, I kind of mentioned to you that's going into like pre-production uh, is this Loki show. Uh, you yes. know, for, for those who forgot, there's a Loki Disney Plus show coming, and they'd already been working on season one, like pre-pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I believe they'd finished as well, and apparently it was good enough to where they've already started working on season two. That's um, a good sign. Yeah, like I mentioned today, the last last two shows that I know of personally that did that were uh mandalorian and the boys and both are shows that we're very much passionate about so very happy to hear that um yeah it's just about like every week my wife asks me when is that loki show coming out i'm like i don't know um, then, she's like, a really big loki fan you're like eventually <laughs> yeah it'll uh, come out when it comes out don't worry about it <laughs> um and then kind of just like last last but not least before we get into to this week's interview with maggie um marvel is known for coming up with so it's it's kind of their giveaway whenever they start production on a new movie because they'll start up all these like smaller production companies, and mm-hmm. uh, apparently there's there's enough evidence to tie one known as Solve Everything Productions LLC into it being a Fantastic Four production, uh, which hey, awesome! Like I'm, yeah, I'm a fan of those Fantastic Four movies that came out. Like I not not the uh, not the latest one that came out the one not the one with Michael B. Jordan that one. That one actually sucked. Yeah. I, funny enough, I remember there was a a girl I wound up dating for a while. Um, her name's Paula. I'll talk about her. She's cool. We're, we're still friends. Um, yeah. and I and I often sometimes will text her instead of Paul because in the you know like I go to text and then it'll be like Paul Paula and I just click the first one that I see. Um, you know, so sometimes I'm like, where the fuck are you, idiot? Frank's looking for you, and she'll be like, wrong Paul, and what? I'm like, oh damn it, I'm like sorry. Uh, <laughs> but like I remember. Uh, for like our first date, we were like, "Oh, let's go to the movies." And for some reason, the only thing that was ever playing was that Fantastic Four movie. But we'd always get there too late, and the theater would be closed. And so it was just like, "Oh, we didn't get to see this Fantastic Four movie." But it was fine because it, <laughs> like, it's so bad, like it's really bad. Yeah. Um, but the other ones, the ones that came out in like the early two thousands, I didn't mind them. Like I thought they were fine. And yeah, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of those personally. <laughs> but yeah, and like it's, it's definitely better than yeah what we got in recent years, definitely it, by like a country mile. But yeah, and it's again, it's very much in the same vein of those early X Men, early Spider Man movies where right. you're like, oh, okay, this is a 2000 superhero movie. You know, mm-hmm. they've not let Kevin Feige start doing all his actual yeah. work because he's credited on all of those. Like he's worked on all of them but he, i don't think yeah. they actually let him do anything um but yeah excited for fantastic four ex- just excited for what's to come you know show me all the brand new toys uh but l- let's just go ahead and get into this week's interview this week we talked to maggie uh who works at uh pro wrestling tees over here with us she does customer service and really fun interview that just kind of flew by like yeah towards the end of it i'm just like oh man there was still so much left that like we didn't even touch um 
and she and she's a mom so we were like we gotta let you go we can't keep you here forever yeah that was the thing where so we were supposed to record prior to her giving birth maybe like okay. four or five months ago um yeah. but i was sick that week and i was like hey i was like it's probably best like you know that we don't right. record i'm like i don't want i don't want you to get sick right before you give birth and yeah we finally you know made some time to sit down and talk and it's it's interesting you know maggie is um she's one of those people that have been here pretty much from the inception of pro wrestling tees yeah and to kind of hear her perspective on how it started to where it's at now uh always always fun to hear that side of things you know that's why yeah. i that's why I don't, I don't know you know it's, it's about you but like that's why i enjoy having like the actual staff that works here on because yeah. hearing those stories it's just i don't know it's always such a trip well and here, here's the thing too like out of the whole staff you know with with maybe only a couple exceptions she's probably the most well-known and i'll say quote-unquote famous staff members there because a lot of the times like she's she's the forward face of the company when it, it comes to talking with the actual customers, which of course is the most important part of pro wrestling tees. But yeah, when, whenever there's any small issue or anything, she's kind of like the front lines for us. And we've seen, you know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been like, Hey, where's Maggie? Let's talk to Maggie. Where's Maggie? You know, and we'll get it in the VIP group. And a lot of people were excited to kind of like hear her side of the story. So it was really great to get her which was funny too when we mentioned it like to her that everyone's always like where's maggie where's maggie and she was just like what why like why are people asking for me um but, you know but regardless really fun interview let's uh let's go ahead and uh, get into this week's interview with the one and only maggie dave oftentimes we get requests of who people want on the show and some sometimes they're reasonable sometimes yeah. it's people that we know that that work with us or wrestlers that we could easily obtain sometimes people me will be like <laughs> i want dave batista or brendan frazier and uh we don't have dave batista or brendan frazier you yeah. know those yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah those superheroes are at home busy batista's on twitter yeah. you know um but we do have another superhero with us here today. Uh, if you've ever purchased anything from Pro Wrestling Tees and gotten your order wrong, you've probably spoken with her. Uh, she, The amount of emails and customers that she deals with on a daily basis, <sighs> God God bless her because when she was on maternity leave, uh, Julio, friend of the show Julio, he stepped up and was, was kind of helping her out, Frank as well. And I think it was like the first day where they were just like, does she just do this all day long? Like it's just the amount of emails. Sometimes, sometimes it'll be like, Hey, I, you know, I received my order. Unfortunately it was the wrong size. Um, like what can we do to rectify it? Other times it's just like, I hate the undertaker and that's it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, she, she's all, she crushes it with customer service. Like if you, you're in the Facebook uh, VIP group, people are always talking about like, Oh man, you know, she was so helpful. She helped mm -hmm. me get everything on track. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Maggie. Maggie, how are you doing? Hi, good. That was such a sweet introduction. <laughs> well, it's like I told you, like one of my favorite things, especially with people that work here with the people that we know um, more so, it's I'm just like, what can I, you know, like yeah. just uh, kind of gas you guys up Aww. a little bit because, and you know what? It's funny too because, like we mentioned, it was like it, in the past, it's always been where, like, hey, who would you guys like to see? It's never like 
put Jonathan Delgado on or, you know, we want to hear more of Paul Jameson. It's typically been I like, know. let's yeah. talk to Maggie. There was a thread in the VIP group, like you were saying earlier, that they pe- I'm like, people want to hear from me. And I was really surprised and pleasant, pleasant experience. To be well, it is pleasant. funny because like you now, how long have you been with the company now? Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. I started before pro wrestling tees existed because mm-hmm. during my interview, Ryan told me, in a week or two, we're going to be launching a site called Pro Wrestling Tees during my interview. So since the beginning. You know, it's, it's funny with us is that like uh, our or like we inadvertently, I don't think we didn't meet yeah. there, but we were at the same. There was a Cole Cabana. He did a like, I think, believe it was like the first live art of wrestling that he did at Challengers Comics. Um, I was there, mm-hmm. um, took a picture, you know, sitting in the crowd and stuff. Or someone took a picture of me sitting in the crowd. I found that on on Facebook or whatever it was. And then it wasn't until after I started working here that like I found the picture again. And sitting directly behind me <laughs> yeah. is you. And I was just like, oh, shit. I was like, I had no idea. But I think you were like, yeah, I, I remembered. I remember you because when you came in for your interview, you dressed all fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and But then when you actually started your first day and you had like a t-shirt, I'm like, I remember your tattoos. Uh-huh. So I rem- I'm like... Wait, you kind of exposed yourself as a wrestling fan when you came in. Well, that was that was the thing. Like I remember, like they, we've talked about, like with your your interview. Like, what what was your interview like? Because I remember, I remember specifically with me. Like you mentioned, I came in fancy. Like people that see me now, or people that come by the shop to like visit me, uh, like I'm notorious. So they're always just like, oh, you're just in shorts and some t shirt. Yeah. And like even like my buddy Braden lives in Canada. He's like, anytime I take a photo, he's if I'm wearing pants. He'll be like, whoa. Fancy. What's the occasion? Yeah, yeah. like, what's the yeah. occasion? Because even when we have, like, our holiday parties, that, that'll that be, like, the one day where I put on, like, a nice... You show out. I, I show mm-hmm. out. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, like, to the job interview that you mentioned, I was so nervous. And, like, in talking with Ryan, he's like, yeah, you already had the job. We just wanted to make sure you weren't weird. I was still just, like, I remember even, like, the night before, I... I wish i still had that phone but like I, I don't anymore where i was texting like my friends i'm like does this look okay does this look presentable and like i was just i, I was coming he, prob- he probably didn't even look at you <laughs> no for sure <laughs> like i remember i was like my nice my nice cardigan and everything i, I came in dressed to the t oh yeah and that's the interview was all of but like okay yeah, cool. You know, cool yeah it was karima interviewing me I was interviewed by Gail, so okay. Ryan's mom interviewed me, and I wasn't 100% sure what the job was when I went to go interview, so I like brought an art portfolio, mm-hmm. and like I'm like, here's some pictures I've done of wrestlers, and here's like a t-shirt idea I had for wrestlers, and that's actually, I showed Ryan a t-shirt I had done for Colt Cabana, that I, like a concept I did, and I was like, this is something I'm interested in. That's when he told me about Pro Wrestling Tees, and it was one of the first shirts that was up when Pro Wrestling Tees mm-hmm. launched was something I brought in on my interview. And uh, yeah, for my interview. Oh, and the other thing that happened was after I interviewed, Frank gave me a slap wristband and said, don't say we never gave you anything. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. One yeah. <laughs> very frank thing to, to say or to do. But it's funny because I like that you mentioned one of your designs was one of the first ones. One of my designs was also one of the first really? ones. Be- oh, but like I didn't design it personally. I, mm. It was one of those times where I came into the shop. It was Extreme Rules was going to be here in Chicago, and I had like third row third row seats. Mm-hmm. So I remember telling my my ex girlfriend at the time, I'm like the the one hour tea place that Cabana's always talking about. I'm like I got to make a sign for Cole and I got to make a shirt. 
and it's basically just a Chicago flag, but with his like face. Yeah, that one. I that, know that one exactly. And I remember when it would have been around the time that Pro Wrestling Tees was starting up because Ryan messaged me, and he was like, "Hey, like that design that I that I did for you." He's like, "Is it okay if we use that for like a, a upcoming project that we have?" And I was just like, "Yeah, whatever, sure, that's yeah. fine." So it's it's funny that both of us like one of those original designs yeah it was so exciting i remember refresh i was also working at starbucks at the time and being behind the counter and like refreshing the page waiting for pro wrestling tees to go live for the first time so i could see my t-shirt it's i mean like it's probably different like dave's probably sitting over here like like because it's the old, a, the old days yeah well i mean not only that but like with us we're just like we made a design because yeah. yeah you've done other designs as well right yeah i probably have about 10 designs on pro wrestling teams i haven't done any recently just because i've been really busy but when i first started i was i loved doing designs so what was it that you started doing originally then like so you know you, you do the interview process like what is it that you're doing because it is like there is a weird thing here with like sometimes you get hired to do one thing and you yeah. just by proxy start doing you wear a lot of hats yeah yeah, so I was a one-hour tease customer rep first or account manager mm-hmm. first. And so I, you know, help people with custom orders. And then one day in an extremely Ryan move, he walked out into the office and went, looked right at me and said, do you want a new job? And I'm like, I looked at him like, am I being fired? <laughs> and he's like, do you want to make the labels now? I go, okay. So that's how I started getting to shipping. I was literally just the first person he looked at when he walked into our area. And I now I make the shipping labels. <laughs> Very much the same way I got my job yeah. because he yelled at Zisselman uh, because he shipped like some packages together and then just I happened to be there and he's like, mm-hmm. you're doing this. Yeah, that's <laughs> And then from there, he needed help eventually with customer service. And I knew some I was one of the people who knew wrestling stuff. So that I said I'd help out with that. And then he needed help with uploading products to the page so i said i'd do that and so at some point i was doing yeah i was making all the labels for pro wrestling tees i was doing the customer service i was uploading new products and then it just kept growing and growing and growing so i couldn't do all those things that that was became two full-time jobs and like got split so now i only do customer service which is so much nicer to just do one thing well speaking of your designs you actually had a design concept stolen by a very famous company oh yeah <laughs> What's it? I've, I'm not. Oh, really? Yeah. So it uh, sold. It sold literally millions, probably. Uh, yeah. So uh, I was watching WrestleMania, and I heard someone say, "Welcome to Suplex City, bitch!" And I go, "That's a T-shirt." So I designed a T-shirt in about, I'd say, five minutes. Uh, that was the "Welcome to Suplex City, bitch" shirt. Texted Ryan. I was like, "Can I put this T-shirt up right now?" WrestleMania wasn't even over and i was like i can i just put this on the site because i was uploading products so mm-hmm. i could do it from home and he's like go for it and i put it up we sold a bunch of shirts and then like what six months later wwe comes with a sh- out with a shirt that's almost an exact mm-hmm. replica like they came out mm-hmm. i think they put exit f5 which is like if i had spent yeah. another half hour i could have thought of that but i can't believe it took them six months to come up with the same shirt yeah. Well, like, I will say, like, not, not even just because you're here, but your design, way better than that one. Yeah. Because that I think at that time, I was still buying WWE shirts. Not often. Like, it was pretty much just, like, Kevin Owens or Finn Balor t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I, I think Paul may have had, like, that suplex. And I remember seeing it, and it was very much just like, oh, well, like, this one I can get here. So yeah. I, I very much don't want that one because, you know. Mm-hmm. But that is funny how, like, 
I mean, listen, there's a lot of things that we tend to do, and then WWE is just like, mm, we're doing it now. Well, and that's, yeah. that's kind of been like a trend, especially lately, and not just WWE, a couple other different companies, which mm-hmm. we won't name, but like, that's kind of like seeing the beginning of Pro Wrestling Tees and then to where it is now has got to be like quite a journey for you because you like you're one of the OGs, obviously. Yeah, it's interesting to see how much it's grown and just comparing it to when I started, how diff- really different it is from just being a couple wrestlers to people mm-hmm. like from going even to try to recruit wrestlers, you know, for wrestlers just wanting to be on pro wrestling tees so bad and everything is yeah. it's really awesome to look at. I there's a, a photo of like the first time that you guys did C2E2. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I think it was Kelly and Jared that I dealt with, but like, I remember seeing you and Ryan there as well. Yeah. Um, and that it's, that was like one of those things too, where like, I know, especially now that I know how big, like of a wrestling fan you are, like that had to have been like crazy for you. Right. Yeah. There's been like, that was a lot of fun. Cause I've been, I had been to C2E2 before that and to go as part of pro wrestling tees or fancy and punks booth, you know, and totally marked out of course yeah it was so much fun to go and to be part of it be behind the scenes for like the first thing and i think it's it's weird now because like in my mind i'm like i'm not like i'm in that weird space where i'm not one of like the og like by default i am now one of like the the old people who've been here for a while through attrition exactly but like there's people like you karima jared who like we're literally there like maybe a year or two before me and so there often be times where like even frank will be like yeah i remember when we all went and did this this and that and i'm like no we've all been here too long that's why it's been so long i'll be like no i I wasn't there be like yeah yeah remember ryan took us all to do this because like that was like ryan is still very much like loves his employees you know he'll whether it's like buying us lunch or pre-covid obviously like would take us places there's a lot of people now. Yeah. Before. And there's no old-timey Western photo of all of us. Nope. <laughs> that was one that you guys missed out. There is in uh, the Pro Wrestling Tees, I want to say, and it's in a hallway now. Yeah. But there's a, a, that must be five years old or older, but there's oh, a picture. Before I, yeah. I've, so I've been here five years, okay. so it's probably at least six. Yeah, it's probably seven. six years old. There's a photo of the employees from six years ago in old-timey Western gear. Which, which the best is so CMT, uh, Cousin Michael Tunick, uh, one of the guys that used to work here, yeah. still kind of, uh, he's our Kramer. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. The way the picture, where the way he's like framed in the photo he looks at least double the size of everybody else. Yeah. And he's not even like that tall. He's it's odd. Yeah, it's some weird perspective trick, but it's well, a very funny photo. I remember when I was getting ready to interview for the job and I went in and then I went through the same thing that you guys went, which is Ryan completely stoic and no mm-hmm. selling everything I said. Um, but I remember like right before I went, I checked out the Facebook page and I was like, oh, sweet. These guys are doing like kickball tournaments and oh sweet there's video games in the lounge and then my first day i was like where's the video games in the lounge with the when when's this off or the kickball tournament you know i i came in right when all that stopped i I guess we were like just big enough where well i it was tough to do it it's i think i don't know but i don't know maybe like we were busy but definitely not as busy as we are now. Well, it's all it that's the thing it's always getting more busy it's Mm -hmm. really funny because when we moved i was in 
the last off the original not the original office because that one was very small but the office before this and like it was nuts how small it got so fast like i had a little desk facing a wall this was packaging orders on a folding table that in a space that used to be a customer like area but then we had to like start shipping from that area and as soon as we moved into this new office i was just like it was in that room it was me and michael and i was just like which is now an office that holds six of us, five of us. It's yeah. soon to be six people in that yeah. office. I was like, it's going to fill up so fast because mm-hmm. that's what happened with the other room, or the other office. Not only that, we used to store all the crates in there and <laughs> yes. it would just like, the room literally would just get cut in half by volume with the amount of boxes in there. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you mention um, like working in that older area because same thing with me. Like, But when I when I went in for my interview... Karima was like, in two weeks, we're moving to like a newer facility down, you know, down the street and stuff. And I was like, okay. So I did get to experience, you know, this other one for a bit. And like, I remember Maggie instantly becoming my favorite person uh, because it was maybe they're like a week or two. And at some point, you were like, hey, I have all these like shirts that I can't do anything with, oh, yeah. whether they were returns or like, cause back then we didn't do like grab bags and mess ups. You were like, I have just all these shirts. Do you want to just skim? And I like anything that was, cause I, then I could fit into a medium. So basically anything was a medium to a two X. I was just like, <laughs> I'll gladly take this. Yeah. I was hiding shirts under my desk and I think Ryan caught me because it was like all the, cause we didn't do anything with the returns at that point, but occasionally there would be returns for whatever reason or there'd be an error. So, but I was like, I can't throw these out their shirts so mm-hmm. i was like hoarding them ryan's like what is this i had this huge <laughs> box and that is eventually how we start doing botched and grab bag shirts so i was like we should do something with these we have mm-hmm. we have shirts it's fun because i i literally i remember that exact same date because i then i was still because i was working up front reception i was still working there and at Coles. like i in the back of my head i was like i i really want to work here i'm like but i shouldn't just leave my other job and it was fine anyway because they were like two minutes away from each other anyway so i would literally work up until like 5 30 or five o'clock you know here at one hour tease and then just go over there like take have like an hour break or whatever whatever the case was but i remember that day like uh going into Coles and like telling paul and uh one of the managers there, I was just like, yeah, I was like, and then, you know, she, she gave me all these shirts and oh my God. And I remember the, like the manager at the time, she was just like, whoa, she's like, is that just like a thing they do? They just give you guys free shirts. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and like, some of them didn't even fit me. And I remember she was like, her asked me, she's like, oh, my fiance is like this size. Are there any in that size? And I was just like, no, there's, there's actually none in that size. Anastasia, I'm sorry. Um, yeah it is like funny though kind of looking back because like even where you guys work it is it was just like at one point even when like that was the shipping department Mm -hmm. and it wasn't it was just three maybe four tables set up with like paul making labels eric doing like or yeah eric shipping Mm -hmm. everything and i remember it being the worst i don't know if you remember this so for some reason, we thought that the best way to get the product from the back oh my God. shipped out was I would fold everything, 
put them on these carts, carts. that we would have, yeah. <laughs> and then drag the carts all the way up to the front. Which first off, there was the like, there's a little bump. Uh, a ramp. You really need two people to get up the ramp without yeah. all the shirts falling off the cart, which they would every single time. Like in our break, they'd fall pretty much like into our break room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have to go through the break room to bring the shirts from the folding area up to where the shipping people were. It was just like the longest process and the worst. The worst would be at the end of the night. It'd be like, oh man, we're missing these shirts, and Frank would be like, all right, well, go grab the go grab that cart. Then we gotta look through it, and we would take everything apart. And then half the time, that ordered already gotten shipped. So we'd basically for like an hour and a half been sorting through all this stuff just to like find out, you know, a few days later, like, hey, I got a I got an extra large instead of a small, and we're like, there it is. I, I mean, love when those mysteries are solved. <laughs> I mean, looking back at the shipping area now, it's kind of mind-blowing to think that we had that set up in the room the way we did because it was eventually growing out of control even even in a year yeah like you watch you can go watch that uh, uh the behind the merch movie and from then till now so much has changed as far as yeah. even like pre-treatment shipping that it's just like i can only i can only imagine what two years from now that's really what's so crazy about working at Pro Wrestling Tees is just how fast everything changes mm-hmm. because it's just constantly growing. Like, yeah, there was when Pro Wrestling Tees started, there was one person who sh- like printed shirts and there was, you know, I was doing all, all the customer service and all the shipping. It's like to um, even imagine doing that now seems insane. Well, wasn't like Gail at one point, Gail, who's uh, HR. Yeah, wasn't it like her at one point. She was just like, ah, I think I'm just gonna print because I have nothing to order and like I have no HR stuff to do. Yeah, there was just like, well, it's always been that people do what they can do because there weren't that many of us, you know. Yeah. So you just everyone pitches in. Mm-hmm. I will say it is. I I do like everyone that we work with. I like that it's as many people now because it definitely makes the job a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like especially like there'll be nights where. We're there so late, and in the back of my head, I'm like, man, if it weren't for like Mark and Johnny and all these other people, Frank and I would at, at one point insane. we'd be going insane. At one point, I would be like, hey, Frank, we're probably gonna be here till two in the morning, anyways. I'm gonna go get like McDonald's or something. Like, what do you want? And then we'd come in the next day, and everyone, all you guys would be like, wow, you guys, like, how late were you here? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, Karima. Stop asking me like how late I was here. But it was like something weird because again being like when it was just like 20 of us Mm -hmm. and we'd go to like the movies or ryan's lake house kind of like things like that like i almost do like oh i wish we could all go and do these things again but then you've got to figure double the people like it would just just be insane Yeah. yeah um but so like with as much as pro wrestling teen is pro wrestling tees has grown I, it's just double, triple the amount of people now that are like contacting you. And so I guess like for, for those who again are like, I mean, everyone probably figured out what it, what it is, but like what is day to day? Like what is your job? You come in in the morning and. And I have a hundred plus emails to sort through um, issues, questions, comments, concerns, like suggestions, all that kind of stuff. And. You know, I try to answer every single one every single day. And I, you know, we try to solve any problems there might be, answer any questions. And I mean, it's all emails. That's pretty much it at this point. 
mm-hmm. just answering, getting them in and getting them out. Well, and you're you're very pleasant with the customers. Like, there's a very noticeable difference in the uh, customer service email quality when you're in, and then when like someone like Michael has to do it. <laughs> Michael notoriously will go, okay. Yes, and that's yes. the end of the email. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of, hi, thanks for contacting us. Yeah. Like, what can I help you with kind of thing? And Michael, if he has a question, it's just like, yeah, no. And sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. We'll get that fixed kind of thing. And it was just very funny when I went on maternity leave the first time Michael took over for my customer service. And when I got back, I was just like, oh, no. Well, I, And <laughs> I just remember, I remember him thinking, like, how am I, how can I possibly do all this? And I was like, well, Maggie did it, you know? Well, there's yeah. there is also, like... Uh, how you mentioned that you're like you're very polite like just in general mm-hmm. you know like I've never been like man Maggie's kind of a dick today you know um, but it's her problem yeah well, what the fuck's her problem <laughs> but there's sometimes like uh, so when we started doing fan of the week you know Ooh. it was very much like we thought of the concept as funny because look, we do for the most part get a lot of emails that are genuine concerns genuine comments suggestions which we're always open to that you know like Orion Ryan is the only CEO that I know of who has like, hey, this is this is a Facebook page where you guys can tell me, you know, these things and I'll listen. Yeah. And that it and it's actually him. You know, it's not yeah. some intern he hired to like, hey, pretend to be me on here. So there are people that say things that you're genuinely like, oh, we never consider that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let's see what we can do. With that said, <laughs> there are oftentimes things like Maggie will send me like these, these, she'll CC me on these emails and I'm just like, does this person's mother know that their son or daughter is speaking to someone like this? It, when you start doing fan of the week, the best part of it for me was just to be able to show someone else like, please look at this. Yeah, please look at this. Because well, are- <laughs> it's something we would do anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But just have a place when I got, when I got in at, you know, like. 8 a.m. on a Monday morning, like the first thing I re- read was just like fire all your refs, and I'm just like, we're a t-shirt company. I just had somewhere to send that to. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a guy got mad at me this week because I told him that he told me that he got the wrong colored shirt, and he sent me a picture. I said, and I said this as polite <laughs> as can be. I, you know what email I'm talking about? I said like, thank you for sending this picture. I think that shirt, in fact, is violet. Um. But I understand that it's not what you're expecting. If you want to return it, that's fine. And he went off on me because he's like, I, he thought I was calling him colorblind. It's like, I, I, I just was trying to help, you know, but some people, they just get a little upset, you know? Oh, yeah, it's always like, there's one specific fan of the week that I had uh, Marty Rosa and Sarah Shockey read. And the reason I had them read it was because all everything that you had said, was it was just like, hi, you know, this is Maggie. Like, how can I help you? And from Jump Street, you hadn't even said anything besides, hi, my name is Maggie. They were just like vehemently yelling at you and just like demanding, you know, everything but the kitchen sink. And again, you as professional as you could be just like, oh, well, like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, um, let's see how we can figure out how to rectify that. And they're just throwing cuss words at you. And like, again, just the rudest can be. And you're just like, okay well you know i'm sorry about that that's unfortunate let's see what we can do to fix it and i think half the time like that's kind of what pisses these people off the most because 
I, there has to be some sort of like, oh, I'm just, oh, my. Some people are fixing for a fight. They're just looking yeah. for a fight. Yeah. And it, the thing is, you got to not take it personally. And that's what I always think. Sometimes I do have to like step back from an email or I'll write out a response and I'll be like, okay, that's how I feel. And then but let's, back, yeah, basically. let me delete that and write like one that expresses like good customer service, mm-hmm. you know, it, that help is helpful for everyone instead of kind of like emotional because yeah people do come in and emotional sometimes they're upset and i want to help them i want to resolve the i my goal is to resolve the issue in the best way possible for the customer and pro wrestling teams and it's weird too like a lot of the people especially like on the phone calls like you got a really interesting call today but like the need for people to just have some therapy by just venting their frustrations at you like we, we came out with a limited edition product today that sold out immediately. It was just a really hot item. And this guy was like, I was in the shower. And it's like, well, I mean, I'm sorry you took a shower, I guess. It's like, what are you supposed to do? But like, we were all kind of laughing because we could tell you were just like, oh, I'm very sorry, sir. I, I wish I wish I could tell you something differently. And you were just so polite. And then he just like kept calling and yeah. venting. <laughs> and it's just like, sometimes we get customers like that. Yeah, it seemed like he didn't particularly have a question yeah. Or I think he wanted someone to hear his problem. So I heard his problem and he called back again. I heard some more of it. <laughs> um, but I, I understand the frustration. Yeah. And sometimes, especially when people call it, they want to they want to talk. Mm-hmm. And all right, we can talk. Well, I think like a luxury with us is like, I don't know about you guys, but there's a lot of places now where like the other day I was just trying to talk to someone through FedEx, mm-hmm. a human person. Yeah. Right. And could not. I was literally three different times tried. I could not talk to a person. There are a lot of businesses like that where, you know, you call and you can't physically get someone on the phone. It's just a machine because they, they don't want you to talk to someone. And then by the time you do get to someone, it's just like, yeah, um, fuck, I don't even remember what it yeah, was because you're me, just right? <laughs> you're so pissed off. But I think that the luxury with us is like whether it's you or Julio or, you know, God forbid, Michael. No, Michael, like it's good. You know, I'll take care of your problem. Whoever it is that takes care of the problem, there is like a sense of like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm talking to a direct human that where I can express like a real person. Or yeah, a real like legit concern. Because I like you know, don't don't get us wrong, like as many calls about being stuck in the shower for a drop of something despite ryan posting when exactly it's going up, but hey, that's neither here nor there. Uh we have like a lot of like really like understanding customers you know they understand that this isn't like some giant corporation yeah like it's we work like it sometimes we work like it sometimes but we are like at the end of the day like a small business where like we're doing everything ourselves yeah there's sometimes where i'll be like so apologetic because i understand like wanting to get your stuff you know i'll be like i am so sorry we can't get this particular product so we'll have to can would you accept a substitute or i'm so sorry i got the wrong thing no you don't have to apologize but it's like i I want them to have a good experience, right. but people are, I find our customers to be really understanding if there's an issue, they know they're dealing with a small business and they're, some of them are just so nice about it when there is an issue and it makes me feel happy because I feel bad when there's a problem. I want to fix it and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want people to have a bad experience. Well, you're also really good about like, like sometimes cause we do have like everything for the most part is pre-made. You know, like there's some stuff where it's like a, a micro brawler. We're not going to like, all right, you got to wait four to six weeks for us to make this micro brawler. Right. Things yeah. like that will already have in stock. But like I deal with the posters and a lot of times it'd be like, hey, like they just placed this poster. But can we, can you look, do you mind just printing it real quick? Because they need it for like an autograph signing that they're going to next week. Or and it's very, or or, or, yeah, yeah, it's very much like, oh yeah, for sure. Like if we, you know, if we can do it, like if it's not 
you know, right in the middle of Black Friday where everyone's doing a hundred other things and it's like, okay, you know, but like even then, again, you're like, you're someone who doesn't ask for like favors that'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, sometimes I hope like people know like when they email in saying, where's my order right now? I will literally go and ask a couple of people like, Mm -hmm. hey, have you seen this order? I just want to make sure it's going out today because it should go out today. Can you double check? I'll talk to three, four people to make sure your order is going out before I email you, you know, Mm -hmm. I, it's not it's part of the nice thing about being a small business is i can track down an individual order that i to make sure it's going out today but we do check we do want to make sure it's going out yeah and like i the same same can be said with like even with like frank if you if you know if he's dealing with something that you gave him or like paul and zisselman like they'll try to find like a specific order like it is it is nice especially right now when it's like a little slower because we do have those times during black friday it's like you just look over and you see mountains of t-shirts and like the the best will be if it's like it is a neon green t-shirt it's one neon green t-shirt i need it to go out today can someone please find this yeah but when you're like oh this is a black t-shirt you're like fantastic let me just sift through this um like what size is it you know because that's the thing too sometimes if it's like a bigger size or a smaller size also easier but if you're like it's a large black t-shirt with the most popular design of this week yeah right in the middle yeah Yeah. you're just like ah okay um i hope people know like the actual dread people have here for black friday i feel like we've already been talking about it like in the office like it's coming guys it's coming it's very game of thrones where we're just like black friday is coming yes well like so it's like reverse for michael and i like you're dealing with it now. Yeah, we we we're dealing with the prep of it, and you know, getting the site ready, and then getting all the graphics ready, and all the coupon codes and stuff, and then you know, we're spending the weeks going up to it, just like oh, I I hate my job right now, and then as soon as Black Friday hits, you know, you can't me, even update the site. Yeah, me and Michael are like, ah, oh, we're good, we made it finally, but uh, no, yeah, it There's is. There's a real interesting Black Friday cycle of stress where it's it's <laughs> it's your turn now, then it will be my turn. Mm-hmm. Then it'll be the printers. And yeah. then it comes back to me to you. right before Christmas. Everyone's like, I didn't get it. I was like, oh, I've got to get it to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to find tracking down orders through USPS and yeah. replacements and that kind of thing. See, it's just for me, it's just not all ends, I feel like, because yeah. <laughs> because like I hear like I, I hear it from like Ryan's side. Like, yeah. I mean, I can't do anything as far as this, but it'll be a lot of like, yeah, we're going to have, you know, sales going to be this long yeah. and this. And you have to make sure this is that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. The other day, it was yesterday that Frank came and like prepped Julio because it's gonna be the first time he's gonna be helping out with pro wrestling on the pro wrestling tees end this year, and pretty much like scared him like I'm gonna need you here like for long hours. It's gonna be a lot. Like, be ready. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, it is like uh, for me, let's, like I I love it. It's it's almost morbid how I'm just like I'm always like yeah, I'm the Iron Man. I'll work as much as I can. And this was before I lived down the block yeah you know but it, it's again kind of like a customer thing where like whatever i because like i i've been on the other side of like i mean regardless of like pressing he's but just like any business you know there's just like smaller businesses that i support where you know they put something out it's like hell yeah i'll buy it like even i mean not that he's like a small business but like even with like kevin smith this week when like i got to meet him and stuff and i'm like oh I'll be at the show tomorrow at the the drive-in and he's like really you're going to that i was like yeah i'm I'm in the kevin smith like the 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 kevin smith club the patreon that he has he's like really like so happy about it and it's one of those things where i'm like 
yeah, of course I'm going to support you. Like, you know, like very much like what you got and like I'm going to support you. And there's so many people like that who like listen to this podcast just based on like, oh, okay, well, those guys work there. Let me hear what they got to say or Mm -hmm. who are like, Kate, can we please hear from like Maggie? You know, like they like they're interested in that to me is awesome because like I know how like my friends, how awesome you guys are. And I'm like, I want everyone else to like hear from them as well. So it's very much, oh, if I can help something, whether it's like help with shipping, help with printing, I'll be like, yeah, let's just let's do it. Because it's also as fast as we're moving with with shipping or with printing at some point, there will be enough people yelling at Ryan online about like, where's my T-shirt? Where's my order? They'll just be like, "What? We need to we need to hire ten more people and and just get everything out by tomorrow." Yeah, there's always the flux of we have it completely under control, and then the next day it's chaos. Yeah, yeah. wait, we're not going to make the deadline to get everything out before Christmas. Like, who can come in today and start shipping? Like, someone will get sick, a machine will break down, <sighs> or the website fucked up and we accidentally double printed, or you know, like just something like that. But I think we're all like prepared enough now, like especially like uh, like the the veterans, us I, who have been there for a while. We've seen it all. It's funny because I feel like every specifically Black Friday is a big leap forward in how much business pro wrestling tees does, and almost after every year, it's like sets a new standard for how busy we're gonna be. Like there's always after Black Friday, I'm thinking, okay, and now it's gonna slow down a little bit, but it really doesn't. Right. It's just a little bit more. It's a new benchmark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and and this year it's going to be really interesting too because everyone's going to be buying PWT cash shirts. Clearly, and yeah, Maggie's going to be swamped. But you, you've got pro wrestling tees. But then this is going to be the first real big year for Shop AEW. Yeah. And now we got a whole advertising force behind that, so that's going to be crazy. And then we've got Below the Collar, which we've been working on, which has comedian tees, uh, musicians, yeah, uh, music tees, podcast tees, uh, gaming tees. Now, so like. And, like, that's the other thing people don't realize is that you also do customer service for all that. So, like, how interesting was it when we first got started getting, like, shop AEW orders and customers that hadn't really maybe shopped at Pro Wrestling Tees and now TNT tells them, hey, go to this new website? Yeah, it was exciting because it definitely is a different customer base dealing with shop AEW. So it's new people and, you know, uh, there's not – sometimes people feel like they're emailing the TV show. (laughs) Uh, they, you know, want to send us tapes and uh, tell people like, hey, we can help with merchandise sales. We can't help with all your requests um, because we do get some interesting ones directed towards AEW, but it's it's fans. They're excited. I Mm -hmm. mean, sometimes they have suggestions for booking. Uh, I I had one guy who to every email we sent out that had a shot, it was like a shop AEW advertisement. He'd send back his booking suggestions as a response to the advertisement. I just had to let him know like, this is a t-shirt company. Yeah, we don't have the book. We, I, I, <laughs> You're like, also, uh, my problem with this storyline is yeah. it doesn't make sense because... You <laughs> and then you're like, I agree, but what will we do with Darby Allen? Yeah, it was on. one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, it, I appreciate his passion, but I just had to let him know because he kept responding to every email like, this is, send it somewhere else because I, I can't get it to where you need it. Maybe there is somewhere in who will... <laughs> Who needs this information? But it isn't me, unfortunately. Yeah. Or what you do is you're like, hey, Ryan, can I have Cody's email by chance? I need to run something by him. And Cody's like, oh, my God. I got a great idea. This is yeah. the best. You're yeah. like, all by myself. Yeah. Came up with it all by myself. This is me. Um, so, like, 
we'll we'll get off the topic of customer service for a while because there's there's like st- still a lot like you and I like we talk about like a lot of real nerdy shit on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. But just really quick, like what is what what would you consider like your worst customer service like experience? I was thinking about this today, and I was thinking back to our first Black Friday because it was way more than we expected. I think. Or maybe it was the second when the CM Punk shirts came out. I think that would have been the. F- I think first, that was the first, first big one. one. Yeah, when and then right after Black Friday ended, the CM Punk shirts were released. Obviously, that was huge, and it was just so much more than we had ever done before. And someone didn't get their shirt for Christmas, and they just sent me an email that made me feel genuinely bad because I'd never gotten an email like it, and it ended in burn, burn in hell. Oh, and I'm like, oh, oh over a T-shirt, but it really made me be like, oh, because I felt. Like I failed, and they were also very mean. <laughs> That's so I, that one always sticks out to me because it was the first. Because again, it was slow. It was there weren't too many emails. That was the first one that was just like, oh, like a dagger. Yeah. Well, like I remember that one. Me and Paul, like, so what me and Paul used to do is because we were both broke as fuck, is we would place orders together because it was like if you hit over a certain amount, it was like free shipping. Yeah. So we would always just like, all right, let's, let's put everything together and we'd get our stuff. And it was just like, I remember that first like Black Friday, get, like, hey, it's going to take a little longer. And because we both worked in customer service, we're like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. And we ended up getting out like 99% of the stuff out for Christmas, like when people needed it. But it's one of those things where also with the holidays there's shipping delays and we like okay we got everything out and then someone's like i didn't get it. i was like no I, we really thought you were gonna get it like we really we really thought we got everything out in time and do you do you remember how often we used to get asked like can, hey i bought this from pro wrestling tees i live in the city or i live nearby can i come go pick it up yeah because yeah. before that wasn't a thing and I, I i remember when ryan was like yeah that's the thing we're gonna start doing I don't know about you, but like in my mind, I was like, oh my God, I was like, there's going to be so many people coming to the store now. It's like, what are we going to do? Of course, the big issue was in-store pickup shows $0, zero cents. So people think, it says in-store pickup. You click it. It says, you have to pick this up in our store. Our store is in Chicago. If you cannot come to Chicago and pick up your order, do not click this. And a lot of they people always do. <laughs> they yeah. always do. They always do. Like, hey, I live in Germany, and uh, I picked the free shipping option. I'm like, well, no. Yeah. Like, well, didn't say that. I'm like, well, we added a pop up. But and again, very polite. And it makes you like click like six different things. Well, you have to agree to it twice. I think. Yeah, and th- and that's the thing. Like, that's Michael's side. Like, he has to add all the check marks, like all the radio buttons that like you cannot check out unless you've agreed to several conditions that is one thing I, I really appreciate about michael is i would tell him like michael add this to the website michael people are saying this can you add it to the website and he, it gets added yeah yeah Eventually. that was one yeah there, <laughs> there we we said we said the one nice thing about yeah. you michael so you, you, you can't say we didn't put you over um but like aside from you being passionate about like wrestling and delivering great customer service another thing that we always talk about uh, or like comics, mm-hmm. Star Wars, yes. and with like season two of Mandalorian starting, I don't, I haven't even asked you. Have Have you watched season oh, yeah. first episode? Yeah, so so good. And we um, said we were gonna talk spoilers, so we gave him a week. Yeah, we gave him a week. Yeah. I don't care. We're gonna talk about it on this one. Like, how awesome was it seeing like that last shot of Boba Fett out in like the desert? It was great. It was such a good moment because you thought like the fake out totally got me like oh this is what they're gonna do and it's gonna kind of be a cute little wink to Boba Fett but I guess we're not gonna see him then right at the end like 
Yeah, you are. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's like with with me and Dave, we talked about like off, off mic. It's they seemingly just do like such a good job of like like I was reading how they're like oh the crate dragon yeah that was referenced back in fucking seventy five or whatever where there's like some off uh, like some random sentence where Obi Wan's like yeah the crate dragon with uh, the Tusken Raiders like he says some like random sentence like that to Luke yeah the and continuity is just like they are yeah. but that's that's Dave it. Filoni just yes. mm-hmm. massaging the whole because like even like, like with with me I grew up. The first Star Wars, anything I saw was Spaceballs. So I was very much confused when I saw like uh, episode four. And I'm like, this isn't funny at all. This is a Spaceballs ripoff. Yeah. Schwartz. I was like, yeah, it's like they're ripping off Spaceballs. They're not even doing it good. Uh, but like watching the prequels, because those are the, like, the first ones that I actually got to like sit down and watch for the first time and stuff. When I saw fucking Timothy Oliphant writing half of Anakin's uh Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was what is speed the pod, racer. the pod racer. I was just like, shut the fuck up. It was really good. As soon, yeah. As soon as he pulled up, I was like, oh shit. And it's Here little thi- and it's little things like that. You know, like as much as and they're not shoving them in right. your face too, which they're not like showing it to you, then winking at the camera. Like, and did you see this? Yeah, it's, it's not just gratuitous. There. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like they're just not like, oh man, I heard this once belonged to like a great space dictator, and then just yeah, like like Jim from The Office staring into the camera. No, like it's really cool, and like because I know you're more like steeped in like Star Wars lore because you like you've read the books and all that. Yeah. So I imagine there's a lot more stuff that you pick up on because I again like I I wish I knew more Star Wars that I did, but it's it's always one of those like this continuity doesn't exist anymore yeah it's hard to get like and there's even some books i never read and it's almost hard to get back into it it's like well this this didn't happen anymore i mean what does that mean in star wars but you know i love the books though i love the comics i got really into them in high school around the same time i got into x wow my all my nerdy stuff happened the same time (laughs) x-men wrestling and star wars like top three things got into all of them in high school kind of a weird point, i like to but. imagine it was uh your husband jake who was like hey here maggie i think you really like this uh star wars comic or the star wars book and this x-men comic i'll be back i'm gonna go to wrestling practice <laughs> he actually he's not into comic books at least like marvel stuff he's into star wars comic books yeah he we we ended up meeting when he was in wrestling he was training to be a pro wrestler uh and i think what we bonded over most was i feel like around that what 2009 it was everything was zombies then mm-hmm. that's we bonded over our love of zombie stuff really that, yes yeah wrestling and zombies i feel like oh it's funny because like if you see like if anyone's ever seen your husband like he's he looks like a wrestler yeah you know, he's, he's a big guy like people you know, make shameless jokes when they see him if you yeah. want to get an idea of what he looks like yeah he is he's uh he's a more attractive shameless mm-hmm. this is how i refer to him <laughs> um but yeah, like I, I definitely get that though with the books where it's just like you want to start getting into them, but then they tell you like, well, it's not canon anymore. It's not, yeah. Ca- and like I get it because it happens a lot of times too with like the Marvel books, where if they're like, oh, this is Civil War, and they're like, but it, it wasn't how it was in the books, and like they've openly been like, listen, we're gonna use titles, we're gonna use like, we're gonna take, we're gonna pick and choose touchstones, what, yeah, basic exactly. scenarios, and it's, yeah. yeah, and it's fine because, and it makes sense. Yeah, like you also like this. Like I love Old Man Logan, the the book. Yeah, you know, I think it was like Mark Millar wrote it, and they basically did Old Man Logan with the movie that came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. two different things, but like I still I I can I love each one of them separately, much like with you know they did 
Marvel's Civil War and then like the actual Civil War book like you can scrutinize all you want but like especially at a point where like with those movies where they didn't have all the toys to play with like mm. now they do now they could just straight up like hey we're just going to redo the Civil War because we have everybody but like I, that's one thing with like with the Star Wars anytime they announce like we're doing this there's a lot of like oh but are they going are they going to tie it into you know the animated series because in the animated series this and they're like yeah I think now they're like reworking the canon. Like they dumped everything, and now I'm very excited for the um, High Republic books that are coming out. I think it, they got pushed back to I think 2021, but it should be early 2021. The books, the comics, and everything that are going to take place, I think 200 years before mm-hmm. Phantom Menace, which I feel like is going to give them some room to play in and kind of do new things because everything they've released recently has been like within the confines of the movies because they're were afraid to stray outside not knowing where the sequel trilogy was going to go or knowing but not being able to kind of but now i feel like the sequel trilogy is done they can start to move outside and not be worried about contradicting that and i feel like that's going to get more interesting for at least what i'm interested in well like i'm I, like i'm sure it's probably the same with you guys but like i don't mind them doing stuff within the star wars universe and not like it doesn't always have to be about a skywalker yeah or right. it's weird taxation <laughs> yeah you know because like it, like one of my favorite movies is um rogue one you know like i liked those characters they're doing their own stuff yes it is set like within the star wars universe right. as far as like they got to get the plans for the death star but like it's it's fun you know it's like tell this side story like it doesn't matter like not everything has to tie together when there's this mm-hmm. universe and i there's a huge yeah there's a huge universe that's why i love them going so far back with the new series and kind of of course with mandalorian it's so good just to kind of tell these little star wars stories yeah and there's recognizable things around yeah. it but it's not like oh there's luke walking by or whatever yeah yeah because i mean but even then they're like there is a way to do that because like with rogue one I think my favorite Darth Vader anything is that ending the scene, ending scene yeah. where it Just is amazing. it is straight up a horror movie. It gives you goosebumps. Yeah, like I remember, I remember going to watch that at like a one a.m. showing because we were it was during Black Friday and we we're stuck mm-hmm. here and I was just like, Frank, I was like, can I head out please? I'm like I'm trying to go watch Star Wars. He's like, when? I'm like the show starts right at. Now. I was like the show starts at one. He's like, are, are you gonna get any sleep? And I was like. No, but Star Wars. I was like, probably not, but no. He was like, okay. He's like, that's fine. Like, go ahead. Like, fuck off. I'll finish off. And, uh, like, going to watch it by myself. And again, like, I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. I've I've seen it plenty of times, but I just, it's that first time where I'm like, okay, you know, it's ending and just not expecting it. And then that hallway scene. And for those of you who have not seen that scene, go Google it now. Like, it doesn't. It's great without the context of the movie. It's mm-hmm. com- it's a standalone, almost short film about yeah. Darth Vader. Yeah, it's just him showing up. Because if you've seen A New Hope, which it, like it directly leads into the New Hope, you can almost watch them mm-hmm. watch that and then just start watching A New Hope. But there's like the USB fucking thing, I guess that R two D two has yeah. the little drive. Darth Vader bursts in, and just starts massacring people trying to get that thing and. I just always remember there's like the one guy who's trying to get the USB to someone and there's so much commotion going around. He's just holding, he's like, please someone get this. And Vader's just 
coming behind Wrecking. him. Yeah, just like I'm getting, you know, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. Uh, what I like most about that too is so like when you had the prequels, you had Anakin flipping around, jumping from thing to thing, and then you know by the time you get to the original trilogy, it's you know it's him and Obi Wan kind of like clacking sticks together, but like. That scene in Rogue One kind of showed the perfect transition. Like, he doesn't need to do that. He can just walk calmly through and just, you know, squish some guy here, hit him yeah, there. Yeah, you really don't want to see Darth Vader in the Darth Vader out costume. Like Flipping, yeah. Yes, you want to see slow, Yeah, he's menacing. all he's all confident. He's got all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. And he knows it. Which, but, like, I, I don't know about you guys. Like, if you guys would be interested in all, like, I very much would want to see, like, Vader, like, post Anakin but still pre like Vader Vader because like at some point you know we have like I can't imagine just puts a suit on he's like oh fits like a glove and it's just everything is I think those are the comics yeah 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 Jake has read the comics I haven't read all the Vader comics but I think that's the Vader comics because there's a lot of them now Mm -hmm. well he I think he's like he's constantly in pain and he's like the suit makes him itchy and so, like, he's he'll always go back to like his little chamber and like soak in like whatever that milk stuff is. But like, he's it's always irritating him. Yeah, burn victim with whatever. Yeah. And then some people are saying Palpatine did that on purpose to keep him on edge. Mm-hmm. So, but I I know like tiny tiny little bits of like extended lore, but like definitely probably not nearly as much as you obviously. But um, I think that's what makes it such a great universe, and, and that's why it was such a like a travesty that they took the canon away because I think most of like the really hardcore, like maybe middle-aged star Wars fans that you would, you know, you call them nerds, I guess, but like it was those side books and all those little sagas that they read. And like, yeah, when you didn't have movies for years apart, that, that was what, that was what created the universe. Like not just the, it's not just the movies, it's a universe, you know? And I think they're starting to put some of that back. Like they said, this this isn't canon, don't worry about it, but they've been cherry picking things and putting them back into continuity. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, there is like, I feel like a, a, like the right way to do that. As far as like, here's some supplementary materials, just keep you busy. And sometimes they can stick the landing, you know, like I say what you will about like the, the last trilogy that came out, like I love Force Awakens, you know. Everyone's like, it's, they're like, it's just a new hope, and I'm like, yeah, and I like that too. Like, what's you know, what's wrong with that? Like, I remember really like, oh my god, I was like, this is amazing. Um, but then with like the with the sequels, not so much sticking the landing, and it, you know, it, it's whether it's like, well, there, you know, it's everyone pointing the finger at each other. Mm-hmm. It's what it is, and like they've since put out like a lot of other material where they're kind of just like listen we didn't have the time to to fill in the blanks because i'm sure if they would have started it now in like a disney plus era you would have had force awakens comes out and then some some sort of 10 episode mini series to like fill that in yeah i apparently i haven't read the uh novelization of rise of skywalker but apparently that has a lot of stuff because that movie was just so jam-packed with a lot of stuff but i'm like you shouldn't need to read that like that stuff that's the thing that stuff should be fun and be like oh that's a nice little like nod to this or nod to that instead of being like well you need to read this for it to oh, make that, sense yeah that's what oh th- now i understand yeah yeah well it was that. it was very similar to when we were watching uh watchmen on hbo and they had like 
a website like P- that with PDpedia. Yeah, like the yeah. PDpedia, one of the guys, and like a bunch of stuff in there where. But you didn't need it to watch the show. Yeah, I, I listen. I enjoyed the show. Fine, watched it and everything. And it was mostly you who would tell me like, "Oh, I read this, this, and that." And I'm like, "That would have been a fun scene, yeah. like to include in the show." Because there's like at one point there's a guy who they call him Lube Man because he literally just dresses up and like he looks like a putty from Power Rangers, <laughs> or like one of those those green like green screen suits. Yeah, the Green Man from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, and like he's like being chased legitimately lubes up and then runs into a sewer like he, he's like, Pennywise. Yeah. Oh, man. And they never reference him again. And I guess like at the end of it, they were like, oh, yeah, it was actually this guy and he went to jail for it. And yeah. I'm like, well, that would have been like, you know, again, a fun thing to do. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it but is... But you don't necessarily need it for it to make sense. Right. Yeah, there's one thing like I, I do like ARG stuff that is with like popular media where you could go down a little rabbit hole mm-hmm. right but like you're not missing a gigantic chunk of the story yeah which is what i think would happen with like rise of the, like so much shit was crammed into that movie like if you didn't pay attention for a little bit you'd be like what the? i I, w- I almost wish they would have just been like hey if it's cool with everyone we're just gonna do episode nine and episode ten yeah yeah it, it seemed kind of obvious that jj made his trilogy in two movies yeah. <laughs> and then there's an extra movie in the middle yeah uh so like again like an, another thing that I know you're really passionate about another franchise specifically which I'm excited because now it's starting to be incorporated into the MCU uh, are the X Men. Yes, mm. I love the X Men. Uh, say what you will about like Fox's X Men because like, I'm and I say there's some really good movies and there, some couple stinkers. Yeah, there's there's some good ones. That, like I really I I really love X two. Like to me, I think I, I consider. Like Deadpool and like Logan X Men movies, as far as they're set in that universe. But as far mm-hmm. as like the actual X Men, everyone's teaming up and stuff. I think X Two is my favorite. Like specifically, like as a kid, the coolest fucking thing was when they uh, when they go to Bobby's house, the Iceman's house, and like the police show up and they shoot Logan in the head, and Pyro's just like, you know, all those dangerous movies you hear about on the TV. I'm the worst one, and just starts lighting people up. When like they could have they in real life they were just shot you know they were this guy would have looked like a piece of Swiss cheese immediately you know but it's like it was like very cool like that um, but yeah like what was what's your introduction to like the X Men as a comic because there I know a lot of people based on just how many different like there's too many variations of the X Men I'd rather just watch the show or watch the movies yeah well I started with watching the movies before I got into the comics and then I kind of got into the comics from there and I think I, I specifically remember I got into it at a famously bad run of the X-Men uh, if you the first one I like you know chunk I remember was She Lies with Angels if probably don't know yeah nah. it's just a bad run of the X-Men I was just like okay I guess this is the comic but then I just went <laughs> got a love a local library and i just got every single thing i could about the x-men i read like i read like the novelizations i read days of the future past i read the 90s like kind of manga inspired like x-men stuff just anything to get my hands on and within like a couple of years i had read is and oh the essential x-men ones those ones that are like the you can get for 15 bucks they're like on cheap newsprint but i can like i can get catch up on the lore mm-hmm. those were the best 
it is intimidating though because like even with me i didn't get into comics so like later as well mm -hmm. and it was always one of those like well like it, it's different if i want to read watchmen because yeah. it's just you know it, everything standalone. Here, here you go. We we put everything together for you. There you are. But if you're just like, oh, I want because I I think it was when they did uh, Avengers versus X Men. That's when I was like, all right, cool. I'll just start here. Like this is. But yeah. It was a lot of like, who who's this character? Wait. And I feel like a lot of comic books like pride themselves in reintroducing a character and be like the same like, isn't this cool guys? But if you don't know who it is, it's like. No, not really. <laughs> it's not. This well, is just a guy, and you haven't explained who he is. They did like Marvel Now, I believe, was like when they tried to like reboot. The other, th I was gonna say, the other thing I read now that that just reminded me was the Ultimate series mm. because that was coming out around the time I feel like of the movies to get new fans in, and I loved the Ultimate X Men, loved all the Ultimate Spider Man stuff, but especially the X Men, and that was kind of like okay, well, we're gonna start over so people can kind of get it who haven't yeah, that people have a starting point well i believe joss sweden did a run of like x-men books it might have that was astonishing x-men mm -hmm. not too long after that i feel like because i got those i got those i ordered them in the mail mm -hmm. i remember that that i got and they were always damaged and that's when i went to my local comic book store and started getting a pull list because i all my astonishing x-men were bent when I, they sent them in the mail <laughs> see i love going to like a half price books love a half price books love a you know, half price book sponsor of the show this week uh <laughs> but it is something like i know there's a lot of people who are who like oh it's i can get it on my kindle or you know my my ipad or something like that because a lot of times uh my old roommate anthony i'd be like oh what are you reading he's like oh i'm reading you know the newest issue of this i'm like oh let me get it when you're done he's like oh well it's it's on my ipad but if you i can jailbreak your i'm like it's <laughs> It's fine. I'm like, I'll, I'll actually go. There is something different though about having like the actual physical the tactile book. feeling of mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like even now, I wind up never reading them. But even now, like when I travel on an airplane, I'm like, okay, I'll bring a book with me because, you know, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to fall asleep. But I, and I always do fall asleep. And then like where we get to our destination, I'm like, oh, why did I, why did I bring three books? My backpack is just like that much heavier now. I believe the last time I flew. I had to empty out my carry-on because I brought so many books that it wouldn't x-ray. Mm -hmm. They thought like I was concealing. <laughs> yes, they thought I was concealing something and it was just like a bunch of books I had packed on the bottom. They thought it was like some sort of thing to conceal something else. I'm like, no, these are just all my novels like that I'm reading. Yeah, I like I like reading on a Kindle. I mean, I do love... I'm getting into it. A physical... Yeah, but there's something about the convenience and then like... Um, so like I use Comic Zeal. Mm -hmm. So like... And like I know a lot of people use Comicsology, but like I like Comic Seal. They'll have like a fake long box full of different series that like oh, that's if, cute. yeah, like if you're collecting like a run of X Men or or like the individual releases of like Hellboy or something, you can organize and they got like a little long box. But yeah, there's just something about just and, and Kindles too. Kindles are exactly like that for me now too. But um, I can't remember when the last time I cracked open something that wasn't like a trade paperback or like an omnibus. Like like an actual individual comic book. It's, it's been, been a long a while. time. Yeah, individual yeah. issues. I just it's hard to get into it when you know it will come up for months. Sometimes more depending on mm -hmm. the series. And yeah, it's hard to keep. I I would it's rather hard to store. Like if yes. you want to keep your copies nice. pristine. Yeah. yeah. Well, the worst too is it's like if you're like, oh, you know what? I forgot about the last 
four issues. I've got episode. I, you know, I've got one through seven. I need to go get the the last four that came out. And you, it, and it always happened to me. Mm-hmm. It all, when it, when I did that, go to the store and they're like, "Oh, we have uh, five, seven, eight, and nine. And I'm like, "Yeah, all right." And then you drive around from store to store looking for issue six, and you can't find it. And you're just like. Well, I'm going to end up buying... I have one of those, and it's like, well, I ended up buying the trade anyway because mm-hmm. I couldn't find the issue. Now I have the trade. Like, mm-hmm. I miss, like, when I was a kid, there used to be, like, by my grandma's house, there was a comic book store called uh, Titan Comics. And, like, we, you could go in there. It was small. Like, now I feel like when you go into comic book stores, it's almost like going into, like, a Hot Topic. They'll have, like, all the PVC statues and, like, all the new stuff, but it's really kind of hard to find older issues. But, like... He would have um, these long boxes of just assorted old comics, and it would be twenty five cents or five for a dollar. And I just remember as a kid, just spending whole afternoons just pawing through stuff and finding, like, you know, discovering my love for like Mad Magazine. Or um, you would have like weird parody comics, like you know, I, I've always been a Ninja Turtles fan, but after the movie came out, they had this uh, issue called Green Gray Sponge Sushi Turtles, and it was just like. <laughs> this completely off the wall irreverent like parody um and then there was also the set of comics that i discovered marvel used to do called what the comics oh yeah and it would be like it was like mad magazine for marvel (laughs) and so you would have like parodies of like wolverine just being an asshole or you know they would have caricatures of sinestro and his forehead was like fucking 20 feet tall (laughs) and stuff and um they would just treat everything irreverently like that and as an older guy i started looking for it but like it's hard to google search what the marvel comics <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like an impossible <laughs> search but like i eventually tracked them down i got yeah. like their bootleg copies but i got them on my my ipad now but yeah there's just something about the experience of just going into like an old established comic book store with like an owner that's been there for a while that like really cares about kids finding comics and finding unique stuff and yeah you know, see that's why like again like with me having gotten into like comics later it's very much easy for someone to be like oh look look for for this batman you know for this book look for for this wolverine one specifically uh this thor one is pretty you're just like okay and you look for them because there is like a thrill of the hunt like i remember i had to i had to buy it because i I could not find it anywhere because it was it was just an older book and i i don't know if it wasn't pop whatever the case was Mm um it's Doctor Str- Doctor Doom needs the help of Doctor Strange to go to hell and like retrieve his mother's soul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I like I remember like it being described to me, and I was like, "That sounds amazing." I was like, "Why isn't this the plot for the next Doctor <laughs> Strange movie?" You know, I'm like, "That sounds that's the most metal fucking thing I've ever heard." And but it, and I remember looking even on eBay, couldn't find it till one day. Uh, I remember like occasionally eBay will be like, "Hey, here's like a." 15 percent off coupon or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and i was like all right and i would just like look and i found it and i was just like and it was sealed Ooh. that was the thing too it was sealed like it, it like there was a little bit like cracking to it but i remember like i'm like this book i believe it's from like the 80s i'm like this book is older than me it's brand new and i get to like actually open it up myself as if you know i walked right. into the shop that day and was able to buy it but I, again it, it is just like a lot of like i mean like all my books that are over here like every now and then if like i can't sleep i'm just like all right i'm gonna just uh walk over there and just 
pick something up and i don't know again very much just a nerd where i'm like i like to just sit here and like actually read it because i know if i'm on my phone and i'm like reading it i'll get like a notification or something and then go yeah. off and do something or just randomly be like i should see who else is on twitter at four in the morning you know well so you you were reading a lot of the x-men comics x-men because of the 90s had a lot of crossover appeal with other books did, yeah. did, did that lead to other like marvel stuff that you read yeah, I read like I read like Spider Man and not I didn't, but it it was more like that would be the stuff I'd get from the library. X Men was the stuff I collected, and that was enough because there were. I think at some point I was getting five X Men series a month, like pulled. I had like Astonishing and mm-hmm. all new, and I can't remember all the adjectives, but yeah. I was I was getting all of them, and I think I think at that point like the, the crossovers were mainly within themselves you know mm-hmm. like oh you have to read this x issue of x factor and x force right. and yeah. all new x-men and so that that kind of kept my interest in within x-men mainly yeah. but whenever i you know whatever i can get my hands on at the library i love libraries uh, i will read <laughs> yeah i always thought x factor was like as a kid like i thought x factor was kind of corny but like the idea of x force was like so cool <laughs> especially like you know you would get like the black and gray suit wolverine and mm, he's just yes. authorized to kill everything it's like oh that's so, that's so cool who were like the characters that you were like oh this is this is my you know guy or gal well the nice thing i think about the x-men were there were it wasn't like there was one token female character There's a lot of female. there yeah. were a lot of female characters and i think that's a huge thing that drew me to it i mean like shadow cat kitty pride grew up in deerfield illinois like mm-hmm. she was a teenage girl in deerfield illinois which is like Right, where I, right near where I grew up, and that was always very exciting for me to like read that. So I like Shadowcat. And Rogue was definitely my favorite. Any Rogue and Gambit cons, mm-hmm. uh, comics, I was just that was my jam. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was mostly like you know the young Jubilee, Shadowcat, Rogue. I was like, it Storm. wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't just one female character. There was there was I, that that is one of the things that I like as far as like the diversity because sometimes there there is. There is a bit of like, and I, I wouldn't say forced because it's not forced per se, but like now a lot of times they try to just like, okay, here's, you know, there are no Mexican superheroes. Here's, you know, Hector Fernandez. He's our brand new superhero from, and it, it always feels very like, I, I get what you're doing. We made this for you. We made it just for you. And oh. he's a little OP, but it's okay because he's also a minor. You know, like sometimes it works in the sense I feel like like a Miles Morales where like they introduce the character and it's like, oh, okay, cool. But then I like sometimes they'll introduce characters and I like I hear from fans of where it's like there's a little bit of a pushback. Well, I mean, like that's the second generation of the X-Men in a nutshell. The original five were all white teenagers. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, and here's a Native American guy and a Canadian guy and a Aurora Monroe. Yeah, yeah. you know, a woman from Africa. And it's like they really try, you know, and then people say, like, this is a new thing. It's like, no, they always were trying to bring in like new characters because it makes it more interesting. You know, mm-hmm. it makes it, it allows more dimension to your comics. Well, to to me, it's like you can, all, you, can you know, we'll bring it back to wrestling because everything, everything winds up being wrestling. <laughs> it's you know think about like your favorite era of wrestling you know and like most people it's like the attitude era that it's like sure okay if you only had from you know 97 till now till 2020 if you only had uh the rock and stone cold Suck it. <laughs> yeah and oh. dx 
if you only had those same like five, six people wrestling now, yeah, it would be the worst. It would mm-hmm. suck. Like that is what like like WCW. That's what caused them to go under because they had you know all these other cool characters, but they were like, no, I only want to play with these toys. Well, and you would even see that with like DX specifically. Like Triple H just kept being DX guy, and it was like, get off my screen, stop being champion, and then like. Here's another DX reunion. Everyone's like, oh, ah, that's great. And then they just keep doing it. Yeah. They keep doing it. And you're like, ugh. I think that was some of the appeal to me with uh, New Mutants. Did, have you seen New Mutants yet? I have not seen it yet. You that see it? I know it's going to be on, what, Disney Plus eventually? I think they announced, or it's going to be on, on digital with it yeah. by the win- sometime. It'll be winter. sometime. But yeah. like, the one, one of the things that like, I really, like, it wasn't a perfect movie. You can definitely tell by like the end of the movie, like, okay this was supposed to be a series. This was supposed to be a trilogy. I don't know if it's a trilogy, but it was definitely supposed to be a series, you know, but like it was, uh, I mean, aside from the Russian girl, you know, it was mm-hmm. uh, like a young lesbian couple and yeah. you had um, like a Brazilian guy in it and you had someone from like the South who wasn't just portrayed as like, Hey guys, I'm a hick. Uh-huh. Like, no, it was like, there was a little bit more depth to that character, which again, like, a lot of like people from the south often just like one dimensional and there is just this and like when they gave the advice exactly like you got his backstory and it was just like oh that is a little dark and fucked up but i i liked that where there's just Mm -hmm. like this is weren't you were trying to you know diversify it a little bit which is why like marvel now just as, as a whole brand they're very good at that they're very good at like we're gonna fucking you know diversity diversity Mm-hmm. And if it's not for you, cool, whatever, man, go cry about it on like some forum. But like, we're going to give you fucking Black Panther. We're going to give you Shang-Chi. We're going to give you Captain Marvel and just keep, they keep adding more and more characters. And like, I love that. Like, I don't know anything about Moon Knight, but they're like, he's this Jewish, uh, Egyptian dude that's possessed by an old, uh, you know, like Egyptian king. Yeah. That I'm sounds like, cool. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Give I'll me, yeah. give me that. You know, they're like Shang Chi. I'm like, I don't know what it is. Master of martial arts, love it. Bring it. You know. So I get, and like me and you talk about this all the time. Like, what are you most looking forward to as far as like that the X Men they can bring now? Because clearly they're 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 going to you know your classics, your Magnetos, Cyclops, them. But like, Wolverine. well, the thing is, I I wonder if they are going to do that or they feel like it's too close to the last reboot. You know, what I mean, the last generation, and they're going to go not necessarily obscure, but you know second tier or what what exactly they're gonna do mm-hmm. because like for some of them they already have like two actors there's already been like two actors within recent memory playing mm-hmm. them are they gonna do that again especially people like cyclops when there's already young cyclops and old like you know and older cyclops and that kind of stuff and i i wonder if they're gonna do that or they're you know and they don't have to introduce i don't even wonder if they're gonna introduce x-men first or it's gonna i assume it's gonna be mutants first yeah mm-hmm. and kind of see where and with that you can introduce anyone and then build x-men from there i've always like said i would thoroughly enjoy and with the format of disney plus now it's it's perfect where because there's so many characters oftentimes like i feel like some of the movies suffered with like all right well you got to introduce juggernaut in the first act and it, that's it like show off his powers and you can't really do much else with him because we also have to introduce this character and that character and then there's this this, this storyline from the last movie mm-hmm. but i feel like now with like the the format of disney plus you could be like you're gonna meet all the students in the school 
So yeah. you, you know who everyone is. So by the time the movie comes around, you know, you don't have to necessarily be like, uh, this is Kitty Pride. She's from Deerfield. Right. You know, like you're just well, like, I think I think origin movies are over. Yeah. Because there were so many of them to form the Avengers kind of movie and there's they're just not there's not gonna be more I origin mean, movies. Yeah, even with Spider Man, possibly like the biggest thing that they could have done, they kind of sidestepped it and they alluded to you know hey he became spider-man you know yeah. how it happened yeah everyone knows about spider and like that's that's kind of like the everlasting trap that i think like batman's stuck in it's like they gotta show the pearls it, on the ground yeah and it's interesting i mean it's a very striking visual image and it's burned in everyone's mind but yeah like, yeah you don't need to see popcorn and pearls every movie yeah i never want to see alkali lake again like i don't i'm sorry like i if you don't know Wolverine's origin, like yeah. that sucks because they've now done it to yeah. death. I mean, unless they do an actual Weapon X movie, which I think would be kind of cool. Th- that sure, but like if I have to see more, fla- like, like I, I don't want to see him remembering it. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to see it coming to him in like. Yeah, I, like see it happen like, and then he doesn't. He has no idea later. But yeah, I don't want to see him having like a headache and then he has flashes because I feel. <laughs> Yeah, like he's he, we've had tortured Wolverine yeah. far too long. Even, like I felt even with what was it one of the like newer X Men ones where they just like randomly shoehorned him in there with like uh, where the kids are going through they, the they facility. See, they see Weapon X. Yeah, it, it was like the one. It made me really uncomfortable because you have fucking Cersei, not not Cersei. Uh, what's her name? Um, from Game of Thrones, who was playing Jean. Uh, oh, uh, um, Sophie Turner. Yeah, Sophie mm-hmm. Turner, who is very much she's a lot younger than you know Hugh Jackman yeah. even when he's like in the yeah. Wolverine stuff and it's just like a very like uncomfortable scene where I'm like he's in love with I'm her. like this guy's gonna be in love with her like in a few years from this and I don't know it's just weird mm. I, I don't know I know Maggie that you like the Fox X-Men I hated him really yeah I, I watched them but like there was like so growing up as a 90s kid like I loved X-Men I loved X-Men, the animated series. I loved mm-hmm. reading the books. And to me, and this isn't just that movie, but in that period of time when they were doing stuff like that, there was a certain irreverence, I think, to the source material. Like It wasn't cool. There was a reason they all had to be wearing the black leather right. bodies. And there's that classic, oh, what'd you expect, yellow spandex? And that was kind of like, yeah. in my mind, it was like, fuck you, comic book fans. Why would you expect that? But like now, they're finding ways to to well, do well, stuff like that Wolverine yeah. will for sure be in yellow spandex yeah and it'll be the coolest thing ever and it's so like I feel like it really was a bridge to a different kind of soup to Iron Man pretty much you yeah. know yeah so you know there was that and, and like I know this seems hypocritical because I, I love Batman 89 so much but like they they changed a lot of that but like it wasn't in the spirit of screw the Batman you know this is this is new Batman it was just Tim Burton doing something cool, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, I always kind of felt like they were, they would throw in a lot of characters, and it would be that wink. See this guy, you know that guy, and uh, I, I don't feel know. like especially in the I feel like more than that was in the later films though. I don't I don't think those were in the first. Yeah, two, the first two I. But conversely, like I really liked the first class movie. I thought that was like, oh yeah. wow, that's really great. Yeah, so that, that was gonna be my follow up. It's like, where are there none of them that you like? I did like X two, and I kind of liked a little bit of X three. Um, first class was great. Um, I hated Future Past. That was not great at all to me. 
See, like what? I like that one. Yeah, like which ones? Like which ones are like some of, are your favorites in that franchise? Well, I have a soft spot for all of them because they are they're the X Men movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw Wolverine Origins three times in theaters in the first one. <laughs> it's I a fame. It's a famously horrible yeah, movie, oh. and I still saw it, like X Men X. I was just like, I'm I'm here for it, you know. But I guess with the later, you know, it's almost as there started being more things. I was like, well, there's I'm seeing other superhero movies be doing done and now. doing it better and yeah it wasn't like this this is what there is so i feel like like apocalypse i saw like when it first came out i don't think i've seen it again yeah it was not good. uh what was the i can't even dark phoenix like that was the, the one where they thought they could get away with with like a shitty story by just letting them all swear yeah that like that one was just bad and like with new mutants like i i kind of that's you know i've dropped off i didn't even try to well i wasn't gonna go see anything in theaters but i didn't even like try i didn't even think of going to see it in theaters you know mm-hmm. so i yeah i but the first ones i i i love the first two the third one even then i was like all right it's an x-men movie even though look even though that's not one i revisit now mm-hmm. but first class i like days of the, i did like days of the future past even though there is a bunch of like winky like See this guy, like, and I'm like, I do see yeah, that guy, and I'm liking it. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, re- I, it was actually Ryan who is like, uh, he was a massive fan of the '90s X-Men, yeah. which when I found out, I was like, oh, okay, like, that's cool. But I remember him saying something along the lines of like, every X-Men movie is awesome X-Men movie because it's an X-Men movie. Yeah, that's how I feel about a lot of them, and I feel like mm-hmm. only recently I've kind of like, all right, well, I've seen it. Well, now I have enough X-Men movies. So I don't necessarily need this one. And so I, de- I definitely get because I grew up on, I went to go see like the first three in theaters. I specifically remember like going to see them in theaters. And that third, that third one is one that like, up, like I, I will revisit it every now and then. It's not my go-to. Like yeah. if, you know, if you're like, oh, which X-Men movie do you want to watch? Probably not going to pick that one like right away. Yeah. But like of the two Dark Phoenix movies, I'm like, this is definitely the better one. Yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah. One that I have a soft spot for that I feel like is kind of forgotten is the second Wolverine one. That one I will rewatch. The one that takes place in Japan. That, that one I I did like. Yes. yes. Okay, good. Where, where it shows like, him protecting the guy with the bomb and it had Silver Samurai in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah I feel like that one isn't ta- like kind of forgotten. It just yeah. where it is. But that is one like if I'm like, because I have a little book of all the movies, like that's one I'll put in and I'll watch. Yeah. I do like that one. I specifically remember going to see that with an ex girlfriend, and she was like, "I didn't like that one." Ugh. I was like, "Why?" She was one of the better ones. She was like, <laughs> well, "She was like, well, it was just like, it was just like, a, like a." It wasn't necessarily as much of a superhero movie mm-hmm. as so it was just a fun movie. Yeah, she was like, "It wasn't really like a." I'm like, "Yeah, but that's his history." Yeah, like yeah. he has a, a rich history of him, like with that character. Well, so mm-hmm. for, for me, two things. So like, I did. I didn't like that. Like irreverence one and then two i i didn't like seeing characters that i knew show up and have completely different uh objectives you know toward you know like saber mm-hmm. saber tooth would show up and he's just like a goof or you would have like mystique who was such a cool character in the show and in the comics was like some kind of like reptile lady i was like what the hell is this like yeah. like if I if get all, that. Yeah, if all you guys... Because it was my first... For me, it was my first introduction to it. Yeah. yeah, but like, if you guys know... If anyone knows Mystique only from the movies, she's way cooler in the comics. Mm-hmm. And so, there, you know, there's just, like, different things like that. Like, oh, there's a character, and he's just with the bad guys now. And, you know, it just... To me, that wasn't the best. But then, secondly, I, I love that Wolverine movie um, 
because there's such a rich history of Wolverine in Japan and honoring like Japanese culture and tradition. And just putting it in a new setting always gives it some visual interest that yeah. some of the other movies don't get from being yeah, in just, a school. Just seeing Wolverine as like a ronin or as like a samurai almost, mm. you know, with like cherry blossoms and stuff. It, it always was like the coolest visuals for me, like in the comic books. And I'm like, oh, I'm really glad they're kind of visiting. Like they half-assed it a little bit, but like he's got such a rich Japanese tradition that was so cool. See, mm. That one, it's like, especially after Logan, one that I like, I were going back and rewatching. I was like, yeah, man, I'm like, this is like really, it, it is a good movie. It's definitely not like, I mean, if you wait around for the post credit scene, that's like probably what most people were like, oh, look, they're friends again. Yeah. That one's alive. Um, but especially because like, there's like the one scene where she's like, you're dying. You know, she's like, I, I can see how you die. You're holding your heart in your hand. And then someone made the connection with Logan where like he's dying and he's holding like, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, X-23's hand. And yeah. it's just, like that also you mentioned like just a different setting to me. That's what I feel like. That's why I, mm -hmm. I love logan so much because one is a character i've i've grown up watching i've literally from as a child to when he started the role to now that you know he's you know his last hurrah is a character but also is like that like first off the story where like every, you're the only one left mm -hmm. because like he's almost like a vampire in the sense of like you're immortal to, yeah. to an extent everyone around you is dead and you know like you have to take care of your like proxy dad yeah who yeah. accidentally killed him and it's not even his fault he's just old yeah uh so, so uh, and kind of just putting in that context and then like kind of seeing him try to be like he's this dad too it's just this like weird environment like you don't see much parenting in those exit movies aside from like again what you get is it interesting because it's a tradition in the comics that wolverine always has like a teenage girl sidekick mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah, he's always got like a nice soft spot. I will say, like for Logan, that was probably to me one of the most memorable movie moments I've had with my daughter. Oh. You know, because like it's a daddy daughter movie essentially, and we literally at the end sat there and held hands and like cry. We sobbed openly in the movie theaters, and she would like grab my arm and like hug me, and I was almost crying thinking about it. I was like, oh my god, I I left that movie. I'm pretty sure I've told both of you guys. I know I've told you for sure. I left that movie. It was like two something. And I get in my car and I'm, mind you, I'm bawling. Like yeah. any, any movie with like a, uh, like a father, like child relationship gets, I don't know why me and my dad have a great relationship. He's still alive. Like, I just, I don't know what it is. Like anytime I see Ric Flair crying about like, I love my daughter, Charlotte. I start, I'm like, yeah. it gets me, you know? But I remember texting my dad and I'm just like, <laughs> It's, you know, like, oh, like Wolverine's dad just died, and I was like, I love him, you know, all this, this, and that. And like the next day, my mom calls me, she's like, Hey, like, how are you? I'm like, Oh, I'm like, like, I'm good, like, I'm at work or whatever. She's like, Okay, like, is everything okay? I'm like, Yeah, why? She's like, Well, because you texted your dad at like three in the morning saying that Wolverine's dad is dead and it made you sad and that you love him and all this stuff. And I was like, well, yeah, I was it's like, I was, true. I was like, yeah, I was like, it's true. I was like, I was just really sad about Wolverine's dad die. Like, why the fuck didn't he text me back? You know. Uh, but Maggie, we'll, we'll wind down here because we've been talking longer than we should have kept. You got to get home to your to yeah. your wonderful children. Mm -hmm. But just as we wind down here, the you know the normal tradition we haven't done in a while um, is we prank call Michael. No, I yeah. wish uh, with wrestling. Um, do you remember your first piece of wrestling memorabilia? 
And listen, we'll have to get into the history of how you got into wrestling for part two because yeah. there's there's enough here for a, a three part mini series. Yeah. But you remember your first piece of wrestling merchandise, whether it was gifted to you, you bought it yourself. It was definitely something I bought on WWE Shop. I want to say it was an oversized edge sweater, radar superstar sweater that was on clearance. There was like one extra large, like I could get extra large. And I use it as a paint smock for a very long time. It's covered in paint, but it was the comfiest huge black sweater with the big like on on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it had, oh, and on the side it had the rated R on the hood. Ooh. Ooh yeah. They really made cool. some pretty good, some pretty cool like hoodies back in like, yeah. A lot of their earlier merch was a lot cooler than what it is now. Yeah, I think that was my first. And, I mean, this one's kind of interesting, too, because, like, from working here, we, like, the three of us, just everyone at the shop generally, like, we accumulate, like, wrestling memorabilia, be mm-hmm. it through, like, we have it and we purchase it from Ryan, or, you know, wrestlers come through, we get stuff signed. What what would you consider, like, your your most prized wrestling memorabilia that you own? Hmm interesting i had from from the store opening my bullet club shirt that you know the bucks and kenny and everyone and everyone signed i think that's my because it also has a really good memory and it was such a nice day mm-hmm. i think that is probably my favorite piece of memorabilia <laughs> you know it's funny i have i have one sitting yeah. in my in my drawer in my desk um also one one of my prized things that i've got but like my idea was i was gonna get every bullet club member ever that was ever in the bullet club and Ming and the Barbarian oh, yeah. came in, and I wasn't at the shop, and I told Michael, I was like, oh, please, have Ming sign it. That'd be cool. Like, who's going to get Ming on their shirt? And um, so he gets it, and the Barbarian wrote gigantic <laughs> Barbarian on there. I was like, what the? F-? And I had to, uh, Paul, I don't know. Is, do you guys hear whistling in my mic? No. Oh. I hear I hear whistling in my headphones. Anyways, um, I had Paul go out in there and spray the barbarian's autograph out of my shirt, but I was like, "What the?" F-? He's like, "The barbarian just took it and just scrawled it all over there." I was like, "Oh, but I haven't had a chance to get any more Bullet Club members to sign my shirts, though." It's fine. Eventually, I'm, one we, day we could chase down Chase Owens, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's a fan of ours. All right, Maggie. Well, uh, again, it's like we do with every guest. We're gonna have to have you back on for part two because. Yeah, like I mean, there's there's a lot, especially with like Star Wars and comic book stuff. Talking like I know you're super into Sailor Moon and Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Pokemon. Yes. We didn't even we didn't even scratch the surface with that. <laughs> even with like you know your history of wrestling. So uh, you guys are hearing it first here. Maggie will be back, and we'll be talking a lot of that stuff. And God, God knows how much Marvel shit will be thrown. Marvel Star Wars stuff will be thrown at us. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have an embarrassment of riches to talk about next time. Oh yeah, oh, that'd be great. Uh, but uh, Maggie, thank you so much for coming. Uh, is there anywhere you know you want people to to follow you online? If so, no, 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 no. yeah, don't don't <laughs> please bother don't her. find me online. Yeah, yeah. don't look, <laughs> don't look for her. Uh, but thank you so much, Maggie. You know, not only for for the wonderful customer service you provide, but for having to put up with all of us. Just. Uh, <laughs> like you're almost like our like our sister who just walks by like there'll be many times where <laughs> there'll be like the most uh you know which one i'm thinking of oh which one go ahead you say it. I don't the care. banana dick <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so jeremy i don't remember the he was something about like my you tell it i don't even remember like all i remember was i believe jeremy was i just walked in on him maybe telling the same story multiple mm-hmm. times but every time i walked him back i just was banana dick like three like i want to say three like three days in a row i'm like 
guys, is this all you've been discussing? <laughs> like that's what it seemed like. Yeah, but like, it'll be funny because every time you walk back to like our area with yeah. like me, Paul, and Zisselman, we it'll just happen to be when we're like telling the raunchiest thing, yeah. the raunchiest stories, and Paul is very much like show some decorum. Maggie is here, you know, and like we'll say the wrong thing. He'll just be like, why did you say that when Maggie was here? Why didn't you wait? Well. In the in the pro wrestling tease room too, she's very much like the adult in the room. And it's just us insulting each other and saying outlandish, horrible, gross, sexual things to each other. And she's just like shaking her head. And but the, like Fred will come in. And oh, like, he'll be mad at me. He'll be like, "You know what, Michael? You can just oh, Margaret's here. You can suck my dick." Yeah. <laughs> like she and, he, and he always says it. And I a lot of times have my headphones on. Like, oh, it's okay. She has her headphones, and like I can still hear yeah, I know. everything you guys are saying. <laughs> Yeah, every now and then, though, it'll be an occasional, like, you know, everyone's saying something, and you just hear, like, come on, guys, that's gross. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much, Maggie. We'll have to cap it here, because otherwise we're going to keep talking for another yeah. and a half. But uh, thank you so yeah, much for coming you. on. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you again to Maggie for that interview. Um, yeah, like, it's, it's shocking that we almost didn't even talk about all the other like nerdy stuff that we're all like collectively into yeah. you know um well i mean i guess with pokemon it's more so us than you yeah i mean i know a little bit about pokemon but uh i mean she's clearly like ever since i've been there you know with the different pokemon releases and then like pokemon go i, I was pretty big at a pokemon go for a little bit but uh she's always been like yeah her fandom shows through so it's kind of uh, it's kind of adorable. You know, <laughs> it's adorable that, that that grown people are still into Pokemon, and I, and I don't mean that as any slight at all. Because like, I mean, as as you know, there's been a small amount of Pokemon mania going on in the office. Like everyone's opening up stupid Michael's Pokemon packs trying to get Charizards. So and guess uh, and guess who's there to pick up all the cards nobody wants to give to his nephew. Yep. I'm, yep. I'm literally like I'm gonna I'm seeing my nephew later today. And I'm gonna show up with like a thousand Pokemon cards, and this kid is gonna shit his pants because like what? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, but everyone at the shop has been like crazy into Pokemon cards this week. It's, it's just yeah. funny because I mentioned to Ryan because he was just like, "How how do you play this?" I'm like, "I don't I don't know." He's like, "Why? Didn't you collect them as a kid?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's all I did collect them because I did not well, know yeah, how we, to play." We, we were sitting at lunch. He's like, "Is this like an actual like like a a game, <laughs> or are these just like picture cards?" And we're like, "No, it's both." And he was just like, "Really?" <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is like fun. Like, listen, I'm more of a Yu Gi Oh guy. Like, I can, yeah, like I can play that in my sleep. I know it so much. Um, which is funny because Paul, friend of the show, past guest, he's recently started buying Yu Gi Oh cards for some reason. But it, <laughs> like, I'm, and I'm just like, why? I'm like, why aren't you just buying? Like, cause, I mean, the way I was um, when I first started working was when I got like super into Yu-Gi-Oh. So what I would do is just whatever. I wouldn't sit there and buy like you know multiple packets hoping to get like a specific card that I wanted. I would just go. Right. I would just go on eBay and I'd be like, all right, it's three dollars for this card. All right, it's ten dollars for this card. Got and just it. like yeah. buy what I needed. But Paul's has been buying all this other stuff. And Paul also, his frame of reference for Yu-Gi-Oh! is much older. So it, it's almost, it, it is literally like, uh, it, it's almost, it's the equivalent of, of like 
oh man that tag team match was awesome last night wasn't it he's like which one i'm like you know the one between ftr and uh um and the young bucks and then he'll, he'll chime in with like yeah but it's not as good as uh the heart foundation versus the bulldogs right the british bulldogs like he'll just he'll name a lot of these old cards where i'm just like what i'm like paul i'm like if you tried to imply that that strategy if we were fuck if we sat down with our Yu-Gi-Oh cards and you tried implementing that strategy i would fucking destroy you in three turns and then you'd be fucked and you know but it's just, yeah it's well it's, you know what's, you know what's funny about paul is he's deceptively old <laughs> like mm-hmm. i don't know i mean me and him well he's not that much younger i mean he's a little bit younger than me but like i always thought he was like in his 20s <laughs> first time, i was surprised first time, i was surprised that he wasn't first time i met him i was in the impression we're the same age i was and i was i had just turned 21 and he was like because i believe he's like 24 or at the point he was like he's i believe he has like three four years on years on me me and his brother are the same age so i believe he has about four years on on me um i was gonna say i was like we're the same age difference between kareem and i but i also don't know how old she is um but yeah like he and he's also just like an old soul, you know, like he, yeah. he hung around his grandmother a lot. And so he just, he's very much an old soul. But, uh, hey, speaking of like fandoms, uh, everyone knows how much you're into Ninja Turtles and the Stankin family has been up to plenty of arts and crafts past few weekends. And, uh, this weekend was no exception. Uh, why don't you tell the other one people at home what you got up to this weekend? Well, so my, 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 Sorry. So my wife is actually the craftiest person in the house and she was making, uh, she was getting ready for Christmas and making like holiday wreaths, which like she made this really dope gigantic one. But, uh, yeah, it's always fun to like sit in the kitchen and like, you know, as we're getting older, my daughter's more into playing video games and, you know, we're all busy doing stuff, but it's nice that when we all sit together in the kitchen and do crafts. So Peyton's been like painting, (laughs) Uh, like on canvases and then my wife was doing this big wreath and then anyone at the shop will know I've been collecting these Ninja Turtles treasure trolls. <laughs> I, I, I have a problem, but uh, I got the whole set of the, the four Ninja Turtles and then I got an extra cause I needed an extra belt and it was an extra Donatello. And I was like, I can't just throw this away. So I decided I'm going to try my hand at sculpting. So, I sculpted onto this treasure troll like the features of this character called Slash from Ninja Turtles. It's kind of like, uh, you know, Bizarro from Superman. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that with the Ninja Turtles. He's, he's like a weird color. He's got one big eye, one little eye, and he's kind of like a big snapping turtle, really aggressive. And I was like, I'll just make a treasure troll of him. And I'll tell you, it's been a learning process sculpting with like epoxy clays and uh, then painting, but like. I've been researching trolls and I figured out how to make troll hair. And, uh, I finally finished it at like one in the morning last night and I was very, very proud. So I posted it on all my social media and, uh, I, I think it's pretty cool looking. No, I definitely thought like, I'm, I'm not much of a handyman myself. So gun to my head, I would not have been able to, you know, put all that together, but I thought it was pretty cool. And like I mentioned, I've, you know, I see all like the the crafts that you guys get up to, mostly on weekends. Um, yeah, and it's just cool. Like I, I wish I was more handy than I actually was. 
but no, the, the troll doll just made me laugh. Like, yeah, <laughs> because uh, who was it? Like, I believe you have like the other turtle troll dolls. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. They're, they're all sitting next to my desk. <laughs> yeah, and it's just I don't know. Like, troll doll is such like an old toy. It's I don't know. Make makes me laugh. I I I, I very well, much these have things, these things are from like yeah these things are from like 1993 so they're they're like antiques now you know mm-hmm. so um i don't like to me and i don't know about anyone else out there listening but like especially with the pandemic a lot of people are working they're just chained to a computer and like that pretty much sums up my entire work existence is i'm just in a computer and you know there's sometimes my wife will get concerned and say you need to get up and walk around and you know you can get very like tunnel vision and and stuck and sometimes it's nice to just put away a screen and sit down and be like tactile with something um and then also to do it with other people around you is so much more enjoyable and like really you know it's a de-stressor and at the end you got something that you could kind of be proud of so you know crafting is always fun for me yeah, I mean, listen, like last night, I mean, most of my days consist of working and then coming back here and watching Impractical Jokers. I've yeah. since finished Impractical Jokers and are just patiently awaiting a season nine <laughs> that God, yeah. God God, knows how that will be based on, oh, here's a, t- like, here's a TV show that relies solely on interacting with other people. Right. Uh, you know, so who knows? But like yesterday, I watched, uh, I watched Ocean's Eleven and then was immediately... I was going to do exact same thing I did last time and just watch every single Oceans movie. Uh, but yeah. I was strong. I was strong-willed this time, and I didn't. I instead started just, like, cleaning up. I, I have a little Christmas tree, like a tiny one. I don't know if you remember. I posted where it was, like, uh, it was a Thanos-themed Christmas tree where yeah. <laughs> I had, like, a little Thanos figure as a topper, and um, I only decorated half of the tree, you know, <laughs> balance. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, put, I, I pulled that out. I'm going to probably put that up today um yeah i've just been trying to at least the last few weeks have been a lot of just like i'm gonna just be a slug all fucking day and yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more proactive this weekend because yeah there is a lot of like and hey rightfully so with the pandemic a lot of people just kind of taking it easy or you know being little sloths but you got to get out of that funk go get some fresh air yeah. get some vitamin d drink your water um, but Dave, we, we got a lot of fun episodes that are going to be coming out, you know, in the next few months where we're going to be busy cause, uh, black Friday sales coming up. Um, yeah, it's coming. Uh, it's looming. Yeah. It's <laughs> looming around the corner. Hey, I've also have like Christmas cards that, um, I bought last year with the purpose of sending <laughs> it out to some people. And I think I sent like two out. Uh, yeah. so, uh, I'm going to try and come up with a way to probably get those out maybe like the first week of December so that you guys all get them. Um, but we'll definitely be sending some out. Let us know if you're actually interested in receiving one. Uh, you know, like, listen, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Ryan Mears and drugs Delaney of the world, happy to send them, you know, uh, Christmas yeah. cards, but Hey, if you want a Christmas card, let us know. And we'll, you know, we'll figure something out. Cause like I mentioned, we have a few and, um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll be working up, we're cooking something up for, uh, um, black friday the black friday sale yeah we got some keychains <laughs> uh which looked pretty cool yeah. by the way i was surprised how cool they looked yeah we have some keychains so probably you know 
uh, send some of those out to you guys. But uh, yeah, listen, we have a, a fun Thanksgiving episode. Very a concept. I keep I'll, I'll mention to you, Dave. I actually I believe I already have Thanksgiving two won't happen physically in person, uh, like right. much like it did last year. But the the fun thing about us here at the PWT cast is that uh, we've got plenty of friends. So yeah, we'll we'll be sure to have another one of those. Um, but guys, unfortunately, it's uh, it's that time of the week where I'm running out of things to say, and I've also run out of things to say. All right, guys. Well, for the PWT cast, I've been Scrump, and this is Stank. And this is a friend of the show and new number one contender for the AEW title, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast, and so. I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.